Yeah, so, okay, so what, what is your perspective on, on white people? <laughs> yeah, what, Michael, how do you feel about white people? I'm joking, don't... Act. Should I edit that out? <laughs> no, keep that, make that the no, highlight. Can, can we make, make this the actual intro? Yeah, make that the intro. <laughs> this, me talking right now, that is the intro, as well as the white bit. <laughs> so stop the intro right now. The best music from the 60s to today. IBL Radio. If you won the lottery, would you still continue working? Our responses were, we, they could either choose from, yes, I love my job and boredom sucks, no way I've already planned my life out, and other, share why below. We got quite a diverse response pool. We got 36% voting for, yes, I love my job and boredom sucks, another 36%, no way I've already planned my life out, and 27%, for other for share why below so that's four votes four votes and three votes so let's have a look at reasoning why people don't agree or agree with the statement someone called self-loathing trash i don't know who that is but i think it might be alex he said mama didn't raise no fool and he voted for no way i've already planned my life out so i think he he he's um you know, on track over there. So he knows what to spend his money on straight away. Like if he, if he won the lottery, he, he's, he's planned his life out. So good, good on him, um, Mr. Self-Loathing Trash. <laughs> uh, we got happy little accident, that's Trevor. And he'd say he'd give his money to charity, which is pretty respectable because we're assuming with this question if you won the lottery, would you still continue working? That money would set you for life. So it's not like you won like $30 or $20 in the lottery. No, this money is life-changing money. So he said he'd give his charity, which is pretty respectful about him, you know? He'd give yourself a pat on the back. But <laughs> yeah, because honestly, I don't think an individual would need that much amount of money. Especially like, you know, you just, you want enough to support yourself. And maybe, you know, support your family. But then we finally have uh, Veronica who said, shout out to Veronica, she was on last week uh, on our Shrek discussion and Spudshare discussion. She said, I don't love my job that much, but boredom sucks. And how long would this lottery sustain me? Well, Veronica, the lottery is for a lifetime. So therefore you will need all this money for the rest of your life. So, which is, which is an interesting dilemma because... It would be different if you're like by yourself or compared to like if you're like living within your family or you're living with friends or things like that. So it would be an interesting question, but I really like this question. So personally, like I love my job. I love doing what I do. I love helping people. So I'd probably work myself less hours, but I would just, I just work just for the sake of keeping myself occupied because, you know, boredom sucks and like sitting at home twiddling your thumbs having all the money in the world it's quite a it's quite a dilemma it's quite a interesting situation to be in which um unfortunately or fortunately happens to a lot of celebrities and powerful people today that they have so much money that they don't know what to do with it that they just spend it in hedonism or they give it out for the wrong purposes and for the wrong reasons that's what happens when you have too much money. I would probably donate some to charity as well. You know, I'd, I'd probably uh, send a few, a uh, couple bucks <laughs> to my friends and family. Yeah, I'd probably uh, fund uh, the verdict channel. 
on <laughs> Instagram. <laughs> Alex, hurry up, mate. You're taking too long. So, well, meanwhile, while, while Alex is there, while I try to think of the next topic, we're going to play some music. Uh, this is ABC by the Jackson 5. More music. Better mental health. Only on IPL Radio. Hey, it's me, Michael. Hi, Michael. Hi, <laughs> I'm Alex. Yes. Well, so who was that handsome guy on before uh, Michael was here? <laughs> I don't know, but he was very handsome. Yes. He walks past me and I, I whisper to uh, myself, that's a handsome I know, man. What a face for radio. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, how you been, Michael? How I've you been? been good. I've been good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, we've, we're have we doing a solo show today. We were going to have somebody. See, else. I knew it was a soldier. That's why I bought my socks and my slippers. Oh my god! You got the socks and slides. <laughs> yeah, man. That's that's the combo. That's that's when you know you don't have to. You oh, just have the wow. solo show. I'm wearing a belt, and you're wearing a belt. I'm wearing a belt. No, I'm, yes, I am wearing a belt. <laughs> yeah, no, normally I forget to wear a belt, and my girlfriend's like, "Did yeah. you wear a belt?" I'm like, "No," and then she has a go at me. Um, but and yeah, she hits you with the belt. <laughs> yeah, she's like, "Yeah, you know how I know you're not wearing a belt." <laughs> I've got the belt. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So we're back on. We're back on. And I think today is going to be a good day to talk about some... A lot of media, which we've recently watched. Mm. Mm. And delve into some controversial stuff. Oh, yes. Yes. Bang, bang. He shot me down. Bang, bang. bang. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, actually, yeah, before we get in. So what did that handsome man talk about before I arrived? Well, this handsome sir, not to be uh, self-upright... But I talked about... Um, oh, the oh. handsome man was you. Yeah, it was me. Oh, wow. It was me. It must have been the lighting. <laughs> I just didn't see it. Uh, I basically talked about how my verdict was, which we posted to the Instagram. Yeah. Um, the question was... Uh, what one? What one? Yeah, yeah, hit me with the question. Hit me with the hit results. Me with you. Uh, if you won the lottery, would you still continue working? Okay, okay. Like, we had an interesting uh, commenter called self Loading Trash. I don't know who that was, but <laughs> he dropped some be? words of wisdom, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, uh, um, what did he say? Mama didn't raise no fool. <laughs> and preach, sister, whoever you are, fellow citizen. <laughs> yeah, that person sounds like they, they know what's up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, what did you choose personally? Would you? I chose personally, like, I like working with people. And yeah. I, I, I chose yes. Um, I love my job and boredom sucks. Um, maybe I'll take a more, like, a less intensive role. But yeah. I mean, not less intensive, but just working a bit less. But I just want to keep my mind occupied. I want to make a difference and help people out. Yeah, I mean... I said I said I'd, I want to leave my job and everything because like per, like you know the job I'm at right now it's so basic you know yeah. it's not giving me anything that I can't find elsewhere no that's true so I would just like I would ditch that in a heartbeat but I think like um we can expand it from your job now to your job your ideal job or your I- job in the future that you'd like true. to work as I mean if I was doing teaching right mm. I would probably adapt my teaching and turn it into something where I can use the skills that I've learned as a teacher to do something more uh, constructive as For a sure. person with children. So, like, in a, in a school environment... Oh, that's... Sorry. It's, that just distracted me. Yeah. In a school environment, uh, you know, teaching can be somewhat restrictive. Yeah, for sure. And You're I think, restricted by the curriculum. Yeah. And I think that if I had money where I could, like, support myself so I didn't have to teach at a school... I, I would, can teach them whatever I want. <laughs> no, no, not even that. No, 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 no. It's more I would I would um, do stuff that I could just be passionate about, like working with kids without 
Yeah, IPL, <laughs> inspiring passionate lives. No, I would like work with kids and like not get paid for it. It would just be my own thing where I'm like, hey, if if a kid's got free time, they can just come out, come around, hang out, and do some yeah, stuff like, and all that kind of things. Like, I think I'll, I'll provide back. That's it. Like, because once you have all the money, now you just need to work on your self satisfaction. Yeah, yeah, and self fulfillment and like. That's exactly, it. exactly. Existential. Like this question was really existential. I think I, I messaged you saying, "We're definitely going to make someone think about quitting, quitting their, their job." job yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was me. I'm that person. Yeah. I'm trying to quit my job right now, man. Uh, um, but yeah, no, I quite like that question um, because you know it, it, it offers a lot of opportunity to explore for sure, and it, it also enables discussion, which I like as well. Like, mm. I like seeing different perspectives on what people think and how they would respond. Like, because everyone's in a different situation. Like. You know, if you're living by yourself, you're living with a partner, you're living with a family. Yeah, yeah. I guess this question could be completely different. And money does a lot of different stuff depending on the kind of person you are. Yeah. As well. Um, oh, God. I don't want that. Sorry. <laughs> I've got just a interacting with our biggest fan. Nice, nice. The fact that it's only uh, one and a half feet tall. Oh, man, I can feel it from here too. It's nice. That's good. Yeah, it's 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 a very warm day when I came in. So. Okay. Um, but yeah, so there's been a lot of stuff happening in America mm. over the past 20 years. Uh, they have an epidemic when it comes to gun violence, right? For sure, yeah. And so have you, have you watched the YouTube channel Jubilee? I think I have, yeah. They post yeah. like BuzzFeed type videos, right? Not no. So they do what I think we sometimes want to do here, where they sort of put out either controversial oh, is, ideas. Is or, that like the 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 the, uh, the woman and thirty guys, and she like chooses the best? No, one? no, no. But people do similar stuff to that. Okay. Uh, but I mean, they they have a sh- jubilee. They sort of bring people together, and they sort of they try to break down barriers between people. So no, I definitely watch one of their videos. I just try yeah, to think of their content. They 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 have they have a show called Middle Ground, where they bring in two. What seemingly opposing people? Oh yes, two seemingly like opposing groups of people. Some, yes. Yeah, okay. And then they ask them questions and see who agrees and disagrees. And the conversations that come from that can be very, um, what's the word like, uh, like enlightening. Or, yes, uh, yes, because you know you get to hear people's perspectives in a non-argumentative state. And so the one, the recent one that I saw was uh, mass shooting survivors. With NRA members, what's NRA? National Rifle Association in America. Oh, people who support all that. Well, no, it's actually a, a it's actually a group of people. It's a national sort of conglomerate, and the, the NRA as a almost a business, I don't agree with because they basically pay politicians to not put through gun reform and stuff like that. Like they have lots of money, and some of the people that support them are very outspoken mm. against a lot of things. Yeah. Them as a thing, but it was basically just uh, they they got NRA members NRA members because it was people who uh, legally have guns and all this other stuff, so they met, met certain criteria, and that discussion was very very interesting. So, what are some highlights from the discussion which you remember? So, um, some truth bombs which were shared yeah. between participants. So, in the mass shooting survivors, uh, a couple of them, uh, one of the guys survived, you know, the Las Vegas shooting. Oh, that's the one with that um, one guy from the hotel? Yes. And, and just shot like into 20, the crowd. Yeah. yeah, he survived that. And then he was at another... He went to a bar that got shot up as well. He survived two mass shootings. Two mass shootings. He's actually, he actually at the same place as one of the other people. And terrible, he lost... Terrible luck. I, you wouldn't call it luck. You'd call it... um, What's the word for it? <laughs> Un- unlucky? It's just unlucky. It's just not... Just not fortunate. Or... Yeah. 
Unfortunate. Unfortunate. That's yeah. all. <laughs> Series of unfortunate events by Liberty yeah. Snicket. No, honestly, but like, um, yeah, he lost eight people at that shooting. Uh, of uh, like eight people, which he knew. Yes. That's pretty sad. Like family members and friends. Yeah, yeah. I think I think he's there. Like a group of twelve, and eight of them were killed. Imagine the survivors' guilt. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's and yeah. So I'll get into that in a bit, actually. But what was interesting is so from the NRA side of things, two of them were just classic stay-at-home mums who you know joined the NRA and didn't have any you know they they had minimal exposure to gun violence which I found was really interesting because two of the other members in that group uh, were black men uh-huh. and so one of them is called uh, Black Guns Matter he, 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 he's got a movement called Black Guns Matter Black Guns Matter yeah I'll get into this in a second this is what they were talking about really sort of shifted my view it didn't like flip my view it shifted it into another perspective that I think I'm able to understand stuff a bit more sure and the other guy is from a similar movement but uh, a bit separate um, to his and one of the questions was um, have you lost someone to gun violence everybody from the mass shooting survivors stepped forward one of them was a 17 year old kid his so how many I, I thought you were saying it was just between one person like no, two no, people it's one group of Two groups of people. Oh, two whole groups of yes. people. Okay, that makes sense. So, um, yeah, one of the questions was... Actually, I'll, I'll see if I can pull it up, actually. Because um, because it's... I can't do a lot of it justice, to be honest. Um, the way, like, the questions that are asked and stuff like that. Um, How long is these um, these YouTube segments? 20 to 30 minutes. Okay, so they really... Um, they, it's not cut. They actually just talk and... I mean, they, they, they do cut some stuff, you can tell, for... Um, but, like, it's pretty lengthy. Yes, yes. L- longer than 10 minutes for your ad revenue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, I'm just going to type it in. Uh, gun. I type in gun. Okay, so... Oh, yeah, so mass shooting survivors versus... Um, okay, so... Uh, they have their questions. Oh, they don't have it here. Okay, that's fine. Um, sorry. It's why is it in in Spanish? Why is it in Spanish? Why is it in Spanish? Why is everything in Spanish? Yeah. So, what's this question? I own a gun. And so, throughout the throughout the thing, we get little asides where they get interviewed by the people and sort sure. of where they come from and stuff like that. So yeah, uh, the prompt is, I've lost someone to gun violence, right? All the mass shooting survivors stepped forward and this guy's a kid. He's 17 year old, 17 years old. His school was shut up and he didn't actually lose anybody to death in that. He knew none of the people who were killed, but he knew the shooter. Oh. And so he said, you know, I didn't actually lose anybody physically, but I lost a friend that day because he decided to shoot up a school. Right. Oh, it was like a homicide. I mean, what's then, the word? Then, when, then, when they killed themselves yes, at the end? Is yes. that a homicide? No, suicide. Homicide is when you is kill somebody s- else. Suicide is when you kill. No, but like I think it's a word for murder suicide. Murder suicide. Yeah, yes. that's the one. Um, and yeah, so it was really interesting. So yeah, you got these two uh, black guys there. So one's the Black Guns Matter, and one's like a he's a um, he is a supporter of the Second Amendment, right? And so yeah, so obviously so. Those two are in the NRA members, and they come forward as they've lost someone to gun violence, because their perspective is they've lived in probably not great areas. Oh, definitely. Due, like, due to uh, 
you know, just racial stuff in America that I don't feel like going into fully. Um, so they've yeah, lost gang, gang violence and all that. Well, it's like just yeah, gang violence and just where they live with soci- lower socioeconomic things. So like one of the guys is like, oh yeah, I lost my mate last week, and before that, and he just kept going, and I'm like, geez, this man's been through a lot. Yeah, and yeah, just and like, listen to a Kendrick Lamar album. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And uh, it was it was heartbreaking to hear, but obviously you know these guys have gone through all this, and now they they want guns in their life, and I'm like that's an interesting perspective. They want guns in their life. Yeah, he's an, they're NRA members. Is it just for self defense? I'll get into that. Okay. And the two that didn't that stayed out with the two stay at home moms, and you know when they're getting interviewed, you can sort of feel that they are, you know, <laughs> how do I say this? Privileged in a way where to them guns is an ideal ideological thing and not something that they actually have to think about using if that makes sense whereas these guys you know they're like mm. we have guns just in case we have guns for our future and stuff like that sure. and whereas the, the the two women are sort of coming from the perspectives like we have guns because we believe it's our right you know it, it's two different perspectives and before this I used to be very anti-gun um, I used to sort of like the idea of a gun because you know a gun is one of the few things that are out there which its sole purpose is to kill. Mm. You know, people talk about, like, you know, knife crime, right? People talk about all this other kind of stuff. But knives are used in a home to cook food. Yeah, for domestic purposes. Exactly. Yeah. And it just, it just so happens that sometimes people use them, take them out, <laughs> and stuff like that. You know, you've got hunting knives. In the stuff. wrong way, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. Um, but guns are... It's a weapon, you know? It's it's, it's primary, exclusively a weapon. Yeah, its primary thing is to kill. And so my idea that, that citizens can just have this like it kind of threw me off mm. um do you have any actually like what what are, what are your opinions on guns as a whole sort of well i i honestly think like uh, my perspective on the whole america with guns is i think it's a pride thing that they have had guns for so long that taking it away it's like taking it away part of the identity yeah so um because they've had guns for too long and then taking it away like compared to australia oops they nipped it in the bud pretty quickly yeah you're not wrong so um well, you know, Australia's fairly, you'd still say it's a new country, right? Yes, it's, it's a, quite A young fresh. country yeah, I mean, it's quite young, fresh. Young, compared Amer- to America, yeah. America is quite young as well. Um, it only gained independence in like the 1780s, 1800s okay. maybe. If I'm thinking about Hamilton correctly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we we became a, a United Nation in 1901. United Australia, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, we've been here since like the 1700s. Yeah. So similar kind of times. Interesting. Um, yeah. But uh, do you think with the greater population, maybe greater landmass, that they've history? Well, I think because uh, we came over here on different grounds than America did. America came over there to start uh, our a new land. We'll start a British extension, right? They went over there to be British in um, in the Americas, right? Uh, but what happened is they started hating the British. Because uh, they were getting taxed and they weren't getting support and all this other stuff, so then they rose up against the British and then they made their own country. That's where that comes from. Assassin's Creed Three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, here it's different um, because we're just an extension of the British. That's why. Yeah, because they sent all our um, people going to jail just here. And that's why we're our own country. We've got our own sovereignty, but we're under the sovereign head, which is the Queen. The we're queen. in under the Commonwealth, so it's a different thing here. Um, but yeah, they have guns intrinsically interwoven into their um, society and their culture, their history as yeah. well. Yeah, and Americans have no culture. 
Actually, I would beg to differ. They they do have culture, do but have not culture. not in the way that like, you know, an East Asian country has culture or a South Asian country has culture. The culture is a bit different. I yeah. think I think the culture is like more normalized and within general standards compared to like out there with South Asian and actually no yeah you're right we see the culture every single day when we watch TV when we watch movies yeah, so, so to us it's not culture it's just it's TV. just life yeah, yeah. Um, which speaks to a lot to the systems um, but yeah so this guy made a really good point he, the reason why he's like you know black guns matter right is because every single like every single uh, rebellion in America has involved the use of guns. True, yeah. Nobody has succeeded without guns. You, no one started one with a knife. Exactly. The War of Independence, guns. They stole cannons. They stole guns on the British. There's the whole situation. Um, there were slave rebellions across during slave slave times, right? Um, and uh, I think was, I think they quote it in here. There's about 250. And a lot okay. of them were because slaves got access to guns and weren't able to rise up against those that were oppressing them. Through, like, illegal means. Say. Well, not even illegal. It's more just they they, they just stole the guns. They just yeah they, they yeah pretty much and uprising and exactly yeah. and um you know uh, black soldiers fought during the War of Independence. Black soldiers fought during the Civil War whilst there was <coughs> pardon me whilst they were still enslaved. So just uh, before you go further, what is Black Guns Matter? I never heard. I heard of Black Lives Matter. Yes, but I never heard of Black Guns Matter. So because. The the racial tension in America is, I wouldn't say at an all time high because slavery happened, mm. um, but, but uh, resurfacing and re. I mean, yes. it was always there, but now especially, it's more at the forefront and yes. uh, a big political statement. Yes. Yeah, so black people are a minority, and they're getting treated as such. And if you flash back through the sixties and fifties and forties, uh, I think uh, I'm not sure how far back they go. But you've heard of the Black Panthers and not the Chadwick. No, 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 the, the the party. Yeah, yeah, they they were a violent party who of ca- revolutionaries. Yes, who carried around guns and fought for people's for, for black people's rights. And the only reason why they were able to ascertain power is because they were armed. They were they were in <sighs> fact a militia. So Killmonger was the real Black Panther. A hundred percent. Yeah, that that 100%. makes so much sense now. Yeah, that that's the whole point is because Chadwick and Killmonger represent two different sides. You know, uh, Killmonger is the uh, Malcolm Malcolm X to the to Charles Martin Luther King. Mm. You know, Killmonger wanted actionable uh, results. He wanted to go out there and make amends and fix. Um, so yeah, but then again, it. it cl- there was also bad with the whole Chadwick's Black Panther, how the isolationism and uh, mm. not helping the world. So it, it was a privilege thing. They hadn't experienced the um, oppression that everyone else has, so they didn't feel the need to go out and help other people. Because I haven't they, read much about those two f- central figures. So yeah, as you know, as someone who has read those things and watching Black Panther, it would have been yeah, yeah. great. Yeah, to see, um, it's 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 similar with uh, Magneto. And Xavier, I see. Very similar. Magneto wants us to action power back from the people, and they were modelled against Malcolm X and Martin Luther King. Martin Luther King's like, we gotta be peaceful, blah blah blah. Even though he wasn't always peaceful, uh, but it's you know, it's all about uniting us under us, uh, everybody together. Sure. Whereas well, Malcolm X, no, 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 just like unity, Marxism. just the unity. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so basically, their idea is if they take away guns especially from oppressed minorities, right? Not in the way that, you know, as in taking away guns that can, like, 
I don't think anybody in America is trying to take away people's like handguns and hunting rifles and stuff like that. That's like thinking. I think they're trying to take away higher caliber weapons and stuff like that. Stuff that can do damage. Um, he says if they take away that from minority groups, when if you know the system decides they don't want that these groups in there anymore, what would they have to protect them? I see. And the right to bear arms, it does come from uh, the Second Amendment. Um, it's the right to bear arms and form a well-regulated militia um, to rise against a tyrannical government. It's something. Actually, I look. I look up the exact it's, words. It's such a shame that violence is the resort and violence is the means of doing this. Oh God, yeah. I think everybody wants to find a peaceful option. Let's curb your gun laws. <laughs> everybody wants to find a peaceful option, but the only time. The only time anything has ever happened is through violence. For sure. Because, you know, violence threatens people. Um, it so, threatens people's lives. Yeah, and property. Yeah. Which is what people care about more, apparently. And That's why... We should talk about that movie, which is 24 hours of ceaseless violence in the world. That horror movie. I have not seen it. Um, it's I don't do been well really with what, popular. I don't do well with that the kind one, of stuff, to be honest. 24 hours, you can do whatever you want. Oh, The Purge? The Purge. Oh, I've seen that, I've seen that. Yeah. I thought you were talking about like a real-life movie where it's just no, 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 24 no. hours of content, you just the watch Purge, people get killed, which would be a very good horror movie, and it would make me want to die. So, the Second Amendment. A well-regulated militia being necessary, uh, necessary to the security of a free state, uh, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. So... Um, so yeah, that's basically the understanding that people should have guns in case the state turns against them, or in case um, another, um, basically, if another state tries to infringe themselves. So only in retaliation, in compared to actively starting a rebellion. So they they're using it for their own protection. Yeah. So essentially, if if Korea, uh, North Korea decided to go to America and take control, the people are now a second class version of soldiers. The people have guns, and that way... Okay, because the people have guns, the soldiers can be like, all right, you, 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 help us out here, do this, do that. Uh, we need as many people to help out. Okay. They have access to the guns. Whereas if if this happened in Australia, that wouldn't happen. The army would deal with it, and only the army and whatever other forces we have will get help from other people and that stuff. Sure. Uh, but yeah, so basically, uh, one of the black guys, he made a very interesting point. Uh, in the Constitution, it says all men... Uh, shall be seen as equal under the eyes of God. And he's like, they wrote this whilst owning slaves. And I'm like, wow, okay. And he's like, yeah, so the Second Amendment, you know, it's been there, and it doesn't mean what it always means, and we've got to, you know, because, you know, this wasn't written with black people in mind. That exactly makes sense with the whole Colin Kaepernick uh, kneeling during the the National Anthem in the football. So, because America wasn't a pro-black country, and... It's it was started on the like literally the foundations of this of that country were built on slavery. On slavery, yeah. Yeah. Um I, like I said, just listening to these people talk, like it it sort of just gives you another perspective on the issue. And I'm like, maybe I, maybe my ideas was wrong. Because I used to like be like, you know, we need tighter control, we need tighter this, tighter sure, that. Yeah. And you know, in America if you go to prison for a felony for over two years, you you're you know, you you aren't able to carry a gun after that. And some people are like that makes sense. Ever? Yes. Okay. But then this guy says, "You see, going to prison, right, is uh, the right to bear arms is the only right you're able to lose. Every other right we're able to keep forever, right? The right to life, the right to freedom, the right to speech, mm. the right to religion. 
right? All those all those rights that Americans have, they're able to keep that no matter what happens to them. The right to bear arms gets taken away when you go to prison or you've come out come out of prison and served your time. Sure. Which means does that make it a right or doesn't it? And then he, then he brought up a really good fact that the majority of people going to prison are are an oppressed minority of people. Oh, th- if you watch the latest Boys episode, they really talk about that. Yeah. And um yeah, just uh, a superhero which you watched a bit of the Boys, right? Yes, you know, I've watched the First season, and I think I watched some of the second season. So basically, in season three, A Train pulls up on this other superhero who's targeting exclusively black communities, and he's uh. like, "Dude, you you can't do that." Like, and then he comes, and he's like, "Oh, you got to say an apology." So he brings the superhero to a what's it called a black uh, like a black center where you know a lot of black people are present, and yeah. he, he has the mic and he has to literally give an apology so he just whips out a paper and just reads it nonchalantly yeah. not even I am so sorry I did not know my he literally does that he's like me. and I'm just gonna give $10,000 to the Black Lives Matter yeah preach Black Lives Matter and stuff Jeez. and then they're like you know why did you target this guy he did nothing wrong he didn't do anything he's like well maybe all the viol- all the violence is particularly by a minority group and uh, maybe all the incidents are only in this area and then he's just, I don't know, you can tell he's like, and you're the racist for calling me a racist. Yeah, that classical Una reverse card. Yeah, and they had a whole thing on Reddit and people like taking it like, you know, this guy's based and everything. Oh my God. That's one of the things that infuriates me is when somebody is made out to be a terrible person on screen and people agree with them. Where did that happen? It happened. I like, think you should just watch that scene in isolation. Don't watch it. I probably will. I probably will at some point. But I I, I want to watch the boys. As, I think I'll just, I might just buy it on Prime because I've got yeah. a, I've got a, an account, but I don't have a Prime account. Because next week's ev- this week's episode is going to be off the charts. Yeah, oh, that's right. Coming, it's coming out weekly. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no. So yeah, my pers- perspe- perception. Oh my god, perspective. perspective that's the one uh, on guns. Really did flip. Okay. Uh, not flip. Sorry. Like, so give us a uh, your perspective before. How was it like? So before I used to think that guns were. I was thinking very in a vacuum, you know. I'm thinking, I wasn't thinking about the cultural impact, the historical impact and stuff. I just didn't like the idea of guns. Guns kind of make me feel nervous. Um, if I knew there was a gun in my house, I would shit like I would <laughs> have a bad time. Because um, you're know, threatening your own um, life. Like when I see a police per- a police a police officer with a gun, I'm like. It makes me feel anxious because that's just a weapon that is designed to kill people. Sure. You know, they've got tasers, they've got all this, they've got that, and those things are designed to subdue or hold somebody in place. A gun is there, is like, pow, yeah. you know what I mean? And that kind of like the idea of some one person holding the ability to kill eighteen people in a matter of like ten seconds, like that feels. And that's like ending a life permanently. Like their mm-hmm. future, mm-hmm. everything is just gone. Exactly, and you remember like the Carl Rittenhouse thing. He yeah. killed three people in like who were chasing him in seconds. Yeah, um, you know if this was if that was Australia, uh, you know those people probably would have been like curb stomped, you know, yeah, or something like that. They probably would have been tackled to the ground and dealt with then, or had a citizen's arrest or whatever. Like in a but like the idea that that, that people's lives can just be ended from a single decision that you're making in a heated moment you're making without actually thinking about all the possibilities 
that terrifying. Yeah, no, like I, I would be paranoid as a teacher to teach in America. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so but then after watching this, I'm like, okay, guns have been a part of the system for a while. Guns are involved in culture. Guns are involved in people use guns to survive with the land. You know, they're hunters and stuff like that who will go away for like six months and hunt and eat whatever they find. Guns are going to be there no matter what. Sure. Um, and guns are also a tool that people have used to gain rights. They are a tool that people have used to uh, further progression and sort of, um, you know, make just crimes against oppressed people. That makes sense. So now my understanding, like, instead of, instead of, um, instead of stripping away guns, you just make sure the people who are owning the guns are doing right by everybody else. So my, now, sort of, my understanding, after listening to, like, these people talk and, like, all these different things, uh, all these different impacts coming from, is, uh, the people, okay, so my solution to sort of the gun epidemic in America would the final be- solution? <laughs> Yes, my final solution to the gun epidemic in America. And again, this is a solution that um, is coming from an Australian perspective and also the idea that, you know, America has 50 states with different laws and blah, blah, blah. This is a blanket solution that will help some things, maybe. So it's the idea that, you know, you need to get retrained every single year, right? You need to keep up with training. Uh, Guns are licensed and registered to people. And so if your gun is used... Um, in any situation, right? It needs to be, uh, you know, you go to like reported uh, with your gun and blah, 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 the situation it was used, uh, who held the gun, and no matter who held that gun, the gun owner would also be responsible, right? So even if your neighbor Jerry comes out and decides to shoot somebody who's entered his house with your gun and you've ended that, like that person's life has been ended, you're also responsible because how did Jerry, your neighbor, get the gun? You just equate this so much to driving laws. No, exactly right so you get tested every year you get you get you go through like a thorough thorough a psychological evaluation yes so um i would say yeah you go through training and this training has to be redone ever so often and you, you get tested and stuff like that um you know also um what was what was it there's some other stuff that was going on in my head as well um it's basically just making sure that the people who have the guns are responsible. Because right now, anybody can get a gun, and then, you know, it gets forgotten about by the system, right? You know, you buy a gun 10 years ago, and you're hopping state, hopping state, hopping state, you end up over here. Now there's a gun in that state that people aren't aware of. I think just a better way to sort of analyze... <sighs> just register the firearm, and mm. that the... not would the, would the government have access to this data? That's the thing. That's yeah. what worries me because then that can be used against people how so uh again minority groups if they know oh they have this gun this gun this gun um let's just get a bazooka and just (laughs) kind (laughs) of but yeah no uh, i think just a better way to instead of regulating guns regulating the people who can have guns they have to meet certain criteria to do that because if you again a well regulated militia is the first segment of the second amendment if you want to rel a well-regulated militia, you got to regulate, right? It's not about what guns people are owning, it's about what people are owning guns. But I guess this will directly attack the pride of Americans. 
Like, oh, I've been having guns in so many years. Now I have to do tests to actually apply it and keep my guns? Like, what's the point? I know I'm responsible. I would never shoot up anyone. But mm. now the government wants me to prove my sanity yeah. to have this gun? What is this, you know? Like, like, and you could probably get, like, different classes of gun license and stuff like that. It's like, say if you just want a, uh, a gun at home for protection, you just want uh, a handgun or two, right? You, you you might have a specific license. I might go. You know, like you can get uh, donor stickers on your driver's license. Yeah, similar thing. You know, Alex. What? It takes one bad day. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. And like the person could be in the fine, whatever state of mind. Something bad could happen. Tragedy, loss, uh, mm. sudden insanity. And <laughs> you know, yeah. Who knows what? And then he could just take up his arm. A feeling of power. Feeling of rush. That you. I, I'm playing God in this moment and I you know you bow to me I'm the the big God complex yeah yeah and you, you have all that power and people fear like how you were saying with police and cops that they have the gun and they can intimidate people yeah. can make someone who's at the very bottom of society worth like a worthless person like who thinks like but it can give them that momentarily taste of power yeah no I agree um, and this is where the other side of things comes into sure. by regulating uh, people as one side, but also providing people with the ability to regulate themselves in terms of mental health support. Mm. Uh, because again, people say, you know, it's not a gun issue, it's a mental health issue. And both of those things are correct. Yeah. It is a gun issue and a mental health issue. Um, America has terrible health care. It costs a lot to see a therapist. It costs, you know, schools don't focus on... And plus, especially with the men, it's dissuaded to go visit and take every mental health. You know, you just got to exactly. suck it up and... Exactly. Um, you know, toxic masculinity. The incel culture. Yeah. All of that kind of stuff does affect stuff. This will take years and years and years to see a positive change. But I think that America, the country that it is, desperately needs it. Um, you know... It's but what about police protection in schools? Well... They were talking about, you know, arming teachers, right? Nah. So, again... Have you watched in The Boys? The Boys deals with this exactly, too. Like, uh, in an event of a soup terrorist attack to the school, your teacher has a registered firearm and blocked, barricade the doors, and it's just as as a yeah, yeah. As allegory for um gun laws yeah. and uh, school shootings. So, they just deal with all this stuff, which are why I love watching this show. Well, one thing, one thing that somebody brought up that I think people tend to... Pass by is it's it's an opt in thing. What do you mean? You don't. Not every teacher has a gun. No, teachers would be afraid to even like you know we're doing marking tests and now I have to, you know it's for my own safety. Can you imagine if part of our teacher education course we'll have to do gun safety and yeah. gun? But that's the thing. Only okay. I'm in two months. I'm not really convinced either way to be honest sure. right now. Uh, so the first thing is they said it's an opt-in thing. So if you want one, you have to go through training, 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 and then you become um, known to the school, all that kind of stuff, right? It becomes like... But does the principal have to be a registered gun law owner to be a principal? No, that's dumb. <laughs> the final boss of the school. <laughs> Say hello to my little friends. <laughs> Sorry, this is a kindergarten. <laughs> that's bad. Sad. That's I can't make that joke. Um, what the younglings, Alex? Oh no. Um, and the the other side of the thing is somebody said, you know, any like, um, sorry, I'm gonna any kind of like school that isn't well um, regulated, um, you know, socioeconomically. Yes. Okay. 
you know, they have massive behavioral issues, right? We, there are teachers who are the worst kind of teachers. There are students who are the worst kind of students where they'll beat up the teacher, you know. Beat up the teacher. Yeah, uh, the, one of the guys in this, he was a mass shooting survivor, and he was, t- it felt like, it was really, <laughs> it felt really uh, pointed because it's talking to the black people. Like, I'm sorry, I'm sure you guys know. And I'm like, oh boy. And he's just, <laughs> and he talked about like how he's seen like teachers be beat up by students. Because that's, that's just terrible, you know. Yeah, like, and the thing is, adding a gun to that situation is not going to help anybody. No way. Um, so that I'm in two minds about it, right? I'm like, I can understand where people are coming from, and I can see how, you know, you could have people within a school who might be able to own a gun. Maybe not the teachers. Maybe there's you know specific people who just <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll give this to the hall monitor. <laughs> you better get back to class. Boof boof boof. <laughs> Um, yeah, like may, may, maybe someone in the system can be uh, somewhat responsible for owning a gun, right? And whatever. Maybe. Maybe. But also, there are so many variables to why that's a bad idea. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's such an interesting conversation because obviously we're not a part of American culture sure. or, yeah, or, in the, or, or in an American system, right? So we don't know what other kind of pressures people are facing. Uh, but I, I, I did kind of like, you know, shift my perspective instead of like, you know, maybe, again, guns aren't the entire problem. We need to look at other things to make... No, definitely. The the wield of the gun, the gun is just like a gun. Yeah. It doesn't do anything unless... It's acted upon. That's it. Like, yeah. exactly like the same issue with like animals, you know? An animal yeah. can't be good or bad. It's depending on the owner and how they trained it. Exactly. Like Pokemon, too. <laughs> like Team Rocket's Pokemon are innocent. Yeah, you're not wrong. Except for Meowth, he knows what he did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I don't know. It, it, it's 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 kind of just interesting to to try and um, justify it and think yeah. from the the um, perspective that's so far from our own. Yeah. But then again, I I don't know. Listening to both these sides of things, one of the mass shooting survivors, she has a gun for protection. Now, right? Yeah. Student survival. No, 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 no. She was just a woman who's at a bar that got shot up. Uh, I say just a woman at a bar that got shut up as if that's like a light thing, but it's not. Um, but yeah, and then obviously... That, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and obviously like, you know, the the black guys there, they have a, a totally different perspective on guns than what a lot of people have, mm. you know. Uh, I think being around guns should be a choice. Because uh, sure, yeah. he said, he said, you know, he, he's very pro-gun, but a lot of his friends are... Anti-gun. Yeah, so when he goes to the house, he doesn't take his gun with him because it's a sign of respect. And he he said, "So he, I I take off my shoes before I enter the house and I leave my gun." <laughs> oh yeah, God, people over here don't take off their shoes in the house and it disgusts me. Really? Yeah, it's such like a thing that I've done all my life. Like occasionally I walk through the house with shoes on if there's something on the other side of the house that I need. Yeah. I don't I don't wear shoes inside the house unless I'm at unless like actually I don't I don't anyway okay. anyway. But yeah, um, he yeah. So he basically said, you know, it's a sign of respect. But you know, when he gets there, he jokingly says, "Hey, if someone comes in here and kills me, I'm gonna kill you," because he doesn't have his gun. Just <laughs> uh, yeah. So dude, this is literally like Joker 2019. <laughs> um, how he was mentally unstable, but mm-hmm. his friend gave him a gun, and then he was getting bullied, bullied, bullied. Finally, he snapped back and killed those three people on the train. Yeah, yeah. I, so that, that, that that's and he's like, th- you know, I can't have a gun. Like yeah. he literally said that. <laughs> Yeah, so that's another thing. So, like, with, with gun ownership and registration, it should act as car registration. 
know what I mean? But much more. Oh no, about the same. A car's an instrument of murder too. That's what I'm saying. We pay an amount. I pay about like two hundred odd dollars every three months to own my car. Gun re- <laughs> Transport to pay my car ratio, <laughs> yeah. my gun ratio. Exactly. And if I was to sell my car and buy a new one from someone, I have to pay transfer papers. I have to put uh, in all my evidence details. and documentation. Yeah. Exactly. They should be able to put guns into the system and track exactly where they've gone to and from. Definitely. Yeah. And if somebody has a gun that isn't theirs, that gun is then seized. And, you know, I think man- manufacturing guns should, um, the manufacturers should be held to that thing. Because right now, you can go down to the street and buy a gun and then, you know, it's just one guy behind the counter who might, might not, might, you might no, not you care. just buy the gun, shoot the guy at the counter. This <laughs> ain't GTA, Michael. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, there was a gun store in Gosnells. Have you been to? The, the, there's one. no Maddington. Maddington. Yes, I've been there. And it's no, no, be- not been there. I've been to the place next door. Yeah, and it got robbed so, like so many times. Yeah, so uh, that's one near the train station, right? That's correct. Yeah, yes. yeah. And then the McDonald's. Yeah, because um, for my work, there's a place next door called Savs. I think that's where they moved. Yeah, yeah. They moved up north, I think. No, no, no. This is still down there. In Maddington, I believe so. No, it's changed to a chainsaw shop. Sorry? It's changed to like a gardening okay, chainsaw cause the, shop. Okay, there's, because there's a gun store. So I work in Welshpool. I see. Bentley yeah. Welshpool. And sort of if you follow the train down, there's a, there's a train station. And I, I go to this place called Sav's Auto Electric to fix cars. And next door there's a gun store. Gun, gun shop. Um, but yeah. yeah. Again, I think the people who make the guns should be... Uh, Held to that standard as well. Like, you know, car dealerships are held to a standard, right? Yeah. Car dealerships have paperwork, they've got to thing out, everything's got to be sent through the appropriate channels. How, you know, it's hard to know if, like, uh, a mom a mom and pop shop is going to be doing that, you know? Sure, yeah. Um, the entire system itself needs to be well regulated. Again, pe- a lot of Americans just hear right to bear arms and then they just run with that when that's not it. That's not what that is. It's the people it's who own the it. It's ethical and um, proper way to mm. bear arms. Yes, exactly. Um, but yeah, that's kind of my thoughts on guns, I think. Pretty good thoughts. Yeah, again, the, uh, you know, Jubilee, they do put out some stuff which sometimes is just funny to watch. There was like incels versus feminists and there's one guy that everybody hated. Yeah, everybody's like let hint. He was the feminist. Yeah, you're right. No, he is this. This he's the most incel person you've ever seen. Mm. I'll see if I can find. Oh yeah, I'm an incel. Ask me anything. Oh. This guy, he's like famous on the internet for being an incel, and it's oh, and he's in this one as well. I watched some of that, and it was quite interesting. Or Burnham a- incel. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he was in Parks and Rec. I didn't realize. Yeah, he, he was. was. He yeah. played the, the, the country, country singer. singer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Men's men's rights versus feminism is toxic masculinity real. So that's an interesting one to watch. Uh, I'm an insert. Ask me anything. Watch that if you want to cringe to yourself. Um, there's there's lots of lots of fun stuff here. But I think there's you know men's rights and female rights are valid things. But I guess it's the way you argue your points and the way you see well, it. It can it's be taken thing. to the extreme. It's not men's rights versus female rights. It's men's rights versus feminism. Feminism as itself is a movement. Men's rights isn't a move. Uh, it's, yeah, it's a men's movement. rights sometimes is mainly just self-betterment. Well, when I see men's rights, I see a lot of people, like especially like those loud groups, like uh, Proud Boys and stuff oh, like that. Yeah. You see some very nasty stuff from them. 
Uh, it's just if you're demonizing other groups, you know, men's yeah. rights. We just we're there to help support other men and help them get through times of depression and times of. Uh, but that's the, the thing is with that. Again, I've spoken about it on the show. Men's rights, like men, suffer from the same thing that women suffer from. The cause of the issue is the same. And when we split it by gender, we're just causing friction between two people who, you know, we should come together and talk about. You know. It's it's an issue. It's I don't know. I don't know. It's one of those things where you see it happening, and you know, it's like, oh yeah, men are gonna support men, and I'm like, it's men telling other men not to. No, sure, but like men this. and women, you know, I we have to be treated the same, but we we have our own unique problems based on our gender. Yeah, but I think the cause of those problems are from the same source. Like what toxic femininity or toxic masculinity I don't think there is such thing as toxic femininity in the way that you think there might be I think toxic masculinity because the institutions that we live in everything that we that we live in everything that we've built and by we I mean like western society has been built by men and so you know um, like you uh, you, I mean what because men stepped up and did it (laughs) no men didn't step up they pushed everyone down and stepped up they pushed everyone down and stuff. Yeah, up. because you know the idea. Okay, think think about uh, 1500s um, England, right? Middle Ages. Women are treated like crap then. No, women are treated as property. Yeah, right. And like uh, so, that isn't men stepping up. That's men pushing everyone else down. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. Our society is built on the oppression of others. It's not built built on uplifting people. It's built on everybody else's oppression. That's what Western. <laughs> That's what no, like oppression of minorities and yeah, and women. So you know, women didn't get the vote till like the late eighteen hundreds or nineteen hundreds, was it? Which is insane, right? So everything that up until that point, everything that had been put into action had been for men, by men, to men. Isn't that? I mean, like, I mean, especially because I remember you you saying your part of your family is Muslim and stuff. Yes. And that how does that? Isn't that primarily men and? Um, um. Well, okay. I don't so have. How, it's interesting, like talking to you about this. Yeah, I don't have much connection with that side of my family, unfortunately. Um, but from what I saw when I was there, I didn't really see because again, Muslim is like, uh, um, Islam is like any other religion. You can be as involved as you need to. I see. You know what I mean? Like there are people who sort of go quite literally by the Bible. There are people who sort of, you know, have. Uh, accept Jesus and they go to church uh, for like the holidays and stuff like that and they you know and they have that relationship there but they might not be you know reading the Bible thoroughly they might not be going to church every single Sunday so like like what we'd like to call them um, Easter and Christmas Catholics (laughs) yeah Uh, but Islam is the same way Uh, you can be as involved as you need to and you know uh, but I I think at the core I think it's it's really men Dominated, I think the same as with Christianity as well. Though. No, no, no. I mean, I, I, again, I think these two religions are the same side of the one coin. Yeah. Uh, so different sides of the same coin. Does that make sense? You know, Islam and Catholics believe in the same God. Yeah. Uh, but it's just different um, perspectives on what happened and who was involved with what and stuff like that. Um, these and they're structured quite the same way. If you look at the structure of power in uh, Catholicism and the structure of power in Islam you've got very similar situations going on in terms of um, who's at what level I think the whole um, but no you're right there, there is issues yeah, it's there like the whole I think it's just because I think initially when society was 
newborn, I would say. Yeah. Uh, men with a strong agenda, so therefore they had the more. Yeah. And, and women were, tra- I mean, like, you know, submissive and, you know, really lead to authority of the of the men. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, we're not going to get into that. Yeah. Um, no, um, I, but I don't think that's... A, okay, so just quickly with... I think, and again, with Islam, I think a lot of that is the countries in which Islam is based in. Um, it's not a problem with the religion itself. It's a problem with those countries. Because, uh, you know, you, you see a lot of people who are raised in Western countries and they're also... Muslim, uh, they have totally different perspectives on it than people born in uh, the Middle East who are also Muslim. And I think I think we should change the topic. I don't want to call this episode "Guns and Islam." <laughs> <laughs> oh no, you're right, you're right. Um, but yeah, so with with um, if you look at like so the the start to um, to civilization, start to culture as in you know, the beginning, um, people love to say that men were hunters and women were gatherers. Uh, you know, men supported the system and stuff like that. But a lot of evidence. Female lions. So, <laughs> they hunt. Yeah, no, but a lot of evidence about you know our early days shows that's not entirely the case. You know, hunting didn't happen all the time. Gathering was the major source of food, and it was equal parts. You know, it things weren't divided. But you had to hunt together, right? No, hunting is f- chasing down prey. Yeah, gathering is like foraging, foraging, and, yeah. and like uh, that kind of stuff. You know, you go out for wood, you go out for supplies, you go out for this. People sort of make the distinction: oh yeah, men are hunters, women are gatherers. No, people are involved both sides. But I think because women give birth to children, the men were often hunting because women were were, were children, and that sort of you know sort of those early steps start to make what we have now, I think. I'm a hunter. I don't need no man. (laughs) (laughs) I won my gun registration. Caveman feminist. (laughs) Caveman feminist. Call call, call me a hunter. (laughs) Yeah, you listening to Taika Waititi? That's a great show. (laughs) (laughs) I like, yeah. I think he he, he probably would make something like that, like a caveman feminist. That would be pretty fun, though. Um, But yeah, so essentially, I, I think and I believe that the... The structures of a lot of society put men in the positions of power, the positions to make law, change law, uh, change societal views, make societal views. Everything that involves how we interact with one another. I think from the perspective, I guess, like uh, bringing like Catholic and stuff into it, uh, men is ge- man is generally seen in the family as the figurehead of God, as a substitute of God, the father in the family. Yep. So therefore, he's treated as like the main leader. And do you think that would lead to problems when it become when okay if we're thinking about the issues that sort of you face mm. or I face and the women face do you think that that it's itself placing a gender but I think there's head? also like a, a good balance between masculinity and femininity they both need each other and they're both equally valid they you know incomplete without the, each other and you know yin yang and stuff like that I mean needs to have a good balance of both you you're know? right and that's a hundred percent correct yeah but the thing is historically people have not been told that people have been told that um you know uh that one is more needed than the other you know no i mean they're both equally needed like um yeah that that's why like it has to have a good balance of both yeah. just to have that you know it's again yeah i'm not disagreeing yeah, with yeah no you. no i'm i'm just i'm just trying to like word it properly yeah no again the the issue comes from when you know people you know obviously it wasn't it wasn't regarded as equal it's never been regarded as equal otherwise women would have been making decisions in parliament mm. 
uh, women would make decisions in Congress or if, if you think about America um, ages ago. Women would have the vote. Women, you know, if you think about, okay, think if, if, if you want to draw it back to Catholicism and uh, uh, Christianity, right? Sure. If you go back to the kings and queens of England, you've got kings and you've got queens, yeah? But the queens only became queens when they ran out of kings. Yeah. You know, it, you know that's why Henry VIII killed and but divorced a lot of his I think the wives. ideology was um males don't bear children therefore they have the f- they can do that but once a woman has a child she her responsibility is to the child and raising the child and you know taking care of the child and compared to the man who would run and do run the country and do things well, like I that Well I mean if if you're a king and queen you've got people for that No that that's it but like um I think nothing like having your own mother raise a child mm. Yeah Yeah you're right but then, but 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 do you see how like these ideas that women exist as a lower second class? No, system? just like a like what breeding cattle, like, <laughs> literally. Yeah. That's what people and that those ideologies have seeped throughout time. There wasn't a time like you can't really think of a time where that stopped. You know, women had to kill themselves on public display for them to get the yeah. right to vote, and even then, it was white women who got the right to vote. It was no, not minority. Um, yeah, yeah. Th- th- it would be a terrible t- like a minority woman. Yeah, like that would be probably seen back then as like you're subservient to the minorities. Yeah, not even just to the uh, and like how with the whole going back to the whole slavery, like the slave owner owns the children of the slaves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they they'll sell women because it's just like simply it's just bizarre. Like they can breed women. Yeah, crazy. Like you can equate it to like cattle and cows and dogs, and it's just terrible. So going back to the idea of you know toxic masculinity and toxic femininity. I think that, you know, men have issues, like as in issues that we need to tackle as a society. And, you know, men supporting men is good and all that, but I think we need to, you know, go for actual change and start looking at what women have been telling us for a while. And I think destabilize... Just be more in touch with your nurturing side, men. Mm. Yeah, being in touch with femininity, it it helps a lot. Um, Because, you know, I, I, I guess we sort of entered this gender war back when you know it, if you look at all the women that all the women that are, that have achieved anything in history how many times they were pushed to the side in favor of men when you look at um like you know NASA like the whole going to the moon thing it was women that did that right it was women that did those calculations and all that stuff that's okay, yeah. you know the movie hidden figures i heard of it i haven't yeah so it. it's it was all about the black women in NASA who had to no, no, that's fair. Yeah, uh, but you know, obviously, we don't really care about that. We hear about Neil Armstrong stepping on the moon, right? Mm. Uh, a woman found; uh, she discovered DNA. Oh, Florence Nightingale and stuff. Uh, yeah, everyone knows about her, but that's because you know why she fits the role. She fits the role of a woman, nurturing, taking care of men. Mm. That's why we love to yes, hear about her. And yeah. but Joan of Arc. Yeah, I mean, she was um, a prime example of exploitation she, until she was not needed anymore. Then they killed her. Yeah, but I think she she was martyred for her faith, so she, I guess, died on her own terms in a way. Like no, no. So she was like, "Hey, I'm receiving these messages from God," and everyone's like, "Get out of here!" Like I've listened, like I've listened to the story. It's like, "Get out of here!" She's like, "No, really. Look, they're about to do this, this, and this," and then they're like, "Oh wow, she's correct. All right, help us win this war." Oh, it's a whole witchery type thing. Yeah, and then yeah. as soon as as soon as they got what they needed out of her, they burnt her on a stake. Um, Medium rare. Or? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, well done. In fact, <laughs> everyone, everyone gave a round of applause at the end. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah. So, 
what was I saying? Um, where was I before Joan of Arc? Oh, the whole um, uh, Florence Nightingale, that she yeah. was famous because of her nurturing qualities. Exactly. Do you know what else she did? What? Apart from nursing? What? She invented some stuff that businesses use all day. Mm. The pie chart, baby. That was all her. Like, nobody knows that. Nobody yeah. cares about that. Because, you know, if you look at those famous women f- figures, Mother Teresa, uh, Florence Nightingale, there's probably others out there. Uh, they the reason why they're famous because they're fitting the role that we want them to fit. Yeah, that's right. And then we the, want our Ronda Rousey's now. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I think the reason, like you know, especially I guess because we're both in like a working with children type environment. Um, especially working in primary schools, if a kid like tries to hug you, you know, with the whole like I guess male allegations and stuff like that, you can't really express. You can't really let kids yeah. express that type of. You're, you're right because warm towards you as yeah. much as you'd love to hug them back you just don't want to be caught or caught in any case or anything you know when when, when I was getting mentor mentored he's like if ever you're in a room alone with a woman make sure there's another student there or another person there but that's it like if it's like for a woman yeah I don't think she would get that same advice but I mean because women are nurturing and therefore they'd want to care instead mm-hmm. of having evil intentions but you know you look at what female rapists and stuff exactly again the system like the deep in uh, season one of the boys yeah Again, this system it affects men and women, you know, yeah. um, because you know a lot of I hate to say it, but sexual assault is a power thing, a power thing. Oh you know? yeah, definitely. That's why it's like by the people you know, like mm-hmm, who've mm-hmm. usually done it. So that's why men are painted this way because that's where the power is lied. Yeah, I mean, because what the the force, like the strength of a man compared to you know the strength of a woman, like yeah. it's easy to like as a man. That's why people they do it. The feeling of power and yeah. It's just horrible. So, if okay, imagine if we still had the same physical presence, right? But just throughout history, the roles were reversed. Male um, seahorse, baby. <laughs> no, like the roles were reversed. Okay, um, you know, in, in another universe, but we still had the same physical presence. the The issues we'll be dealing now would be reversed. The, I don't think the issues that we deal with now, in terms of um, how men are told to feel how women are made to feel and all these things are coming from um, a place of physical presence in this world. No, it's coming from the, the powers, the structure that we've made and how it's trickled down back onto us. At the end of the day, the man is meant to be the rock of the family and the yep. female is meant to be the emotional center. Yeah, so. but I think, again, if if you want that balance, they should both be providing both of those So things. like a perfect example, like Guardians of the Galaxy, Drax, he's Stroik, but yeah. Mantis cries on behalf of him. Yeah. So... But yeah, like he doesn't cry, but she feels the emotions within him, and then he, she's so overwhelmed with grief because what he's feeling. But he's keeping it stoic because that's he's a man, mm. and she just does it, and she's just bursting into tears. Yeah. Like that's and that's not a good thing. That's I don't think people should be withholding emotions, especially from loved ones. That's exactly it. Um, um, again, it comes down to this balance thing, and I think we touched on it once. I think it was like the end of either a segment or. A recording, and you said, and you asked me, "Oh, what? Do you want to abolish gender?" And I said, "Yes, I do." And this is part of the reason why, you know. Obviously, we get we get a lot of um, feeling of security and masculinity, masculinity, and stuff like that. And I, and sometimes femininity can be a bit um, vulnerable for us. But I think that if we got rid of the gender roles in society, if it, it, it's hard to just say gender roles be gone because they're always going to be there but if gender roles weren't as explicit I think everybody would be a lot happier we wouldn't be judging people based on who they were we'd be judging people based on what they can do 
we'll be judging people based on um, what they put the contribution. out. Contribution. Exactly, exactly. And I think that's why we need, as a society, a lot of our problems are just based on the way that we've put people in certain positions and we expect certain outcomes from them or we've told people to expect certain outcomes from them and that's when you know, racism, sexism, uh, transphobia, homophobia, yeah, yeah. it all comes from that. And that's what sucks. Yeah. You heard that? It sucks. Yeah. yeah. You know what my verdict is? It sucks. <laughs> Bigotry sucks. <laughs> what, the office? That Todd Pack? It was like, suck it. <laughs> <laughs> um, How are we for time? So, we're good. It, we, we've got a couple minutes before oh, we get to our first break. So yeah, um, I just got a message saying that there was a random song playing, which means that maybe our broadcast cut for a bit. You know, if the internet drops out, then other music comes out, but I think we're good now. Yeah, so what the main focus I wanted to talk about today, I think, was, you know, we're getting so many brand new TV shows, we're getting so much brand new content for us. Yeah. And every time new content comes out, we are hit with the whole wokeism debate, you know, uh, go woke, go broke. And all this kind of backlash. Pandering and false pandering. Yeah. Uh, we get this all this backlash from people involved. And it's always interesting to hear what happens. But, you know, we'll touch into that. I'm adding a little bit of sizzle right now. Oh. We'll touch into that when we come back from this break. Here's a song. The best music from the 60s to today. IPL Radio. <laughs> what to say? What to say? What to uh, say? Because uh, normally, normally you do the thing where you fake interrupt. That's what I didn't want to do. I yeah. I, I was like, I was doing charitable it, today. I didn't want to. It do left that. me with nothing. I was gonna say, what's your thoughts on Pengloss? Is that a po- is that no? Re- it's a fake one. Oh god. Fake. Um, fun fact: I actually watched a video of, of um, an artist and his friends draw the, what they think the because ev- the evolutions have leaked text based. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and they, they drew it, and one of the guys. They actually had drawn one of the famous ones that came out ages ago. You know, when when, when the starters first got released, how a bunch of these... Uh, oh, that weird fire one. Well, no, no, no. It was like a, bu- a bunch of people were just making like, oh, here's what I think that uh, yeah, evolution... Yeah, yeah. He made... He Apparently, he made one of the really famous ones. I'll look it up in a sec. Which one was it? I'll, I'll pull it up so you can see. Because he made all three. Scarlet and Violet. Uh, you see the grass one? It actually has a marijuana leaf on its face. <laughs> Like I'm actually serious. Look at it. Like the grass, the cat. It's not a marijuana leaf. No, but like, and it's red eyes. <laughs> it's purple eyes. The grass one has red eyes. It's purple. Is it purple? It's pink. It's like look. look. I mean, like in the trailer, it was like red. I mean, here it is. Yeah, kinda. But that's just a fan drawing. Yeah, sir. That looks interesting. Is that rubber Ross? Anyway, he made this one. Oh, I haven't seen those ones. Let me see. Yeah, sir. Oh no, I have seen I've seen the fire one, yeah. Desperado, how Desperado. good a name of that. Desperado. Yeah. Grass and steel, I like that. I don't want grass and dark. It's gonna I be grass want, it's gonna be grass and dark. I don't want fire and ghost. It's gonna be fire and ghost. I don't want fire and ghost. You know what? I couldn't care. As long as they make it a good physical ghost move, then it'll be good. Yeah. Cause I don't I, it's too many Good fire and ghosts like Tysplosion, Blacepton, Chandelure. I, I remember when Chandelure was unique. That was uh, the good old days. <laughs> the good old days. Speaking about the good old days, don't you wish you didn't have to see minorities on TV? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> just just eradicate them from my screen. Yeah. I only want to watch stuff about white people. Yeah. And so, Peacemaker. And heteros. <laughs> uh... 
Yeah, so, okay, so what what is your perspective on... On <laughs> white people. <laughs> yeah. What, Michael? How do you feel about white people? I'm joking. Don't, don't actually no, answer no, that. No, I'm not going to answer that. Um, you could have a lot of angry white people on, 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 at your door. <laughs> no. <laughs> Should I edit that out? <laughs> no, keep that. Make that the Let, highlight. Can, can we make, make this that, the actual intro? Yeah, make that the intro. <laughs> this, me talking right now, that is the intro. As well as the white bit. <laughs> so stop the intro right now. Okay. Okay. Or oh, maybe now. That'd be funny. I'm just going to say, it's going to be hilarious. Me talking right now, this is the intro. <laughs> Cut. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. Include the white people in the beginning as well. Because <laughs> okay. it's not something you're saying you, you want to cut. No, just it. no context. Me talking right now, that is the intro. It's Cut um, to the theme song and cut to the. <laughs> have you listened to the Bo Burnham Deluxe album? No, I haven't. He's got a song called Five Years, right? In the beginning, he's like. It's a classic voicemail thing. It's like, hey, babe, so uh, this is, we've got an anniversary coming up. It's a pretty good one. Uh, it's uh, a five-year anniversary, and uh, I just wanted to call up and tell you that I, I love you, and I'm writing a song about us, and I want this to appear at the beginning of the song. Um, so I need you to, to once I you've finished listening to this, uh, 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 grab this voicemail and send it to me. Okay. Um, and he keeps going on, and he's like, and, you know, you might have to download another app to send it to me. Um but uh, you know, just just figure it out, and don't don't ask me to do it for you because I'll just Google it. Google it yourself. You're an adult. Yeah. Anyway, I love you. Bye. And that's the intro to the song because okay. that's the voicemail that got included. <laughs> I just find that. Cute. I saw like he tried to make like a Drake song, like a dancehall song. I listened to that. Is it the microwave popcorn? <laughs> uh, it was just some really like one dance type Drake song. Oh, okay. Because it, it was like filmed in like a blue room, like a really fluorescent blue. Maybe I haven't watched I, I, I've just been listening To the album a little bit It's more. one of the new stuff Which you released yeah. yeah I've been listening To some of the new stuff And it's got one Called Microwave Popcorn And it feels like A Lonely Island song It's got okay. like the feel to it And it's, it's lovely It was like dun, 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 Like that dancehall type beat I see I see yeah. um, Anyway Michael What What is your thought on um, Sort of the Direction that we see a lot of media heading in today, where we see them, you know, making an effort to at least try to include uh, diverse groups of people that are underrepresented, and sort of where you think that is going. Like, are you, do you think it's too much, too little, not enough? I think in capable hands is effective. Mm-hmm. Um, what well, What would you describe as capable hands? Well, I see, like, again, the example of the boys. Um, they satirize, is they they make fun of it yep, while yep. they actually do it right. Correct, yes. So they, they show how all these corporations are doing it really fake and it's just all mumbo-jumbo and just jumping on the trend and uh, capitalizing it for profit. Yeah, so what what are some examples that you think that, like, that have come out within the last year or two that you think is a, a corporation capitalizing on sort of the oh, white capitalize, trend? Oh, so like the bad? Yeah. Yes. Because um, I want to hear your perspective because I feel like we have two different perspectives though, but I like hearing other people's verdicts. I said the name of the show. Uh, I'm trying to think, like specifically. Um, I could I, I'll name you the good examples. Yeah, yeah, go so, for it, go for so it. So culturally wise, good examples would be Coco, would yep. be Encanto. Yep. Um, Black Panther would be a good one. I've got one more I can chuck in there. Chuck on. Uh, Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Yeah, no, definitely with Miles Morales and yep, uh, yep. yeah. Um, I was gonna say Lightyear. I mean, it had a good diverse cast, but the plot wise. You wouldn't say it's a good movie. Yeah, okay. But diversity-wise, yeah, sure, why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I would say Eternals, though, as well. I would agree. 
Um, especially with the um, ASL representation, which was amazing. Yeah. Because I saw I, a video of her um, at a convention. Yeah, and some deaf people were coming up to her and, and communicating which with her. Which is really cool to yeah. see. And really, really wholesome. And like, I like you know, that. I'm your biggest fan, and they were signing it. And yeah. It, that, that, I, that just showed the representation. That makes matters. you feel good inside. Yeah. Um, and Miss Marvel. Right now, no, no, that's, yeah, that's exactly. that for me. Yes, that's that, that for no, me. No, sorry, I forgot. Yeah, Miss Marvel is great. Um, yeah, and they were just bonding over like Bollywood movies. Yeah, yeah. I've, I, I feel like I need to watch some. There's, there's one on Netflix called, it's called. I think it's just Triple R, 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 and R, and peop, a lot of white people are watching it right now, and they're saying they love it. Okay. And I apparently it's got really good action in it. I'm not sure if it's Bollywood, but it is kind of. Like, I was just yeah. surprised they never made reference to the probably the mo- one of the most famous Indian movies, Kabhi Kushi Kabhi Gum. Yeah, they um, didn't reference that at all. Yes, I, the only reason why I know that that movie is because uh, there's a British group of uh, content creators called the Sidemen. You know KSI. Yeah. They're all that kind of thing, and one of them is called Chunks, right? And he was on a he, he like they they did this show where he has to be on a date with somebody, mm. and she's like a little bit Indian, a little bit of everything. He's like, oh, do you like uh, Bollywood movies? Like, yeah. And he's just and he's just, oh, cool, because I love. And he named that movie, oh. and everybody freaked out. Like he knows this. He's like my man knows Bollywood. Yeah, it's like the most famous Indian yeah. movie. Seriously, it's I think I remember watching the cinemas when I was young. Really? Yeah, nice. with my parents. I don't remember. I just remember seeing it, and yeah. we watched. Because when I was young, the only two movies I think I watched in cinema was that and Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. <laughs> nice. I remember. I remember. I, I didn't. I haven't seen any Bollywood movies, mm-hmm. but I remember my nana used to watch a lot of soaps, oh, like yeah. soap dramas, and they were so funny. Are they bubbly? <sighs> Shut up! I'm going to kill you. No, it's just a classic where they do. 13 different like somebody opened up iMovie and put every single scene yes. transition into the and one every, thing like, <laughs> like it's like the one head turn but through 13 different did shots did you see the whole Thanos snap but Bollywood <laughs> no and it's like and it's like the different angles are like oh, super dramatic I love it I love it that's yeah. what I remember but uh, yeah so um, they made reference to Kingo on the latest Marvel they episode they did yeah. they did I think I think I think once it's all out, we should talk about it in whole because I think it is quite a slow series. Yeah. So I think it'd be good for us to s- discuss it when it's, it's pretty finished. enjoyable. I mean, like I I'm watched loving this. it. Yeah, yeah, I love the whole Scott Pilgrim esque um, uh, text like language. comic in yeah. and like when she's on the bed and then like beside her on yes. the bed there's like the text messages and the yes. neons and it's just really it's really effort has got into the series. It's really looked like it's really made with love. It, that that's what I'm saying. They they're putting time and effort and care into the series, and yeah. it comes through. And I think it can actually discern itself from Spider-Man: Home uh, Homecoming, which I was initially um, thought you know they're just gonna rehash it, Spider-Man: Homecoming, but with a Muslim yeah. character and a brown girl. Yeah, but it's it's its own thing. Um, what I wanted to ask you, especially in regards to Mrs. Marvel, um, I'm not that informed on Islam, right? Yeah, yeah. But what was the reasoning why her friend wore the hijab, but she didn't? So, this is like what I said earlier, you know, how, like, people can conform to any sort of sure, standard yeah. of the thing. So, if you think about, like, Christianity, some people take it sort of to um, an extreme where they'll constantly wear, you know, cover themselves up. Mm. Similar ideology. Uh, because the, I think Nakia, her name is, she's mixed, right? So, she's, 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 she, she's almost like me, right? Some people could think... You know, Brown people think I'm too white. No, she was white. saying about identity issues. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Exactly. Brown people think I'm too white. White people think I'm too brown. And so she's in a similar boat, which is kind of like why I relate a little bit. Sure, and yeah. so what and She's hi- a great character too. I yeah. Mean, really informed and politically minded. Exactly. And what, what the hijab does is it gives her the identity that is uh, goes beyond her skin tone and sure. sort of 
gives her that connection to her, to her community. But one thing I think I also thought was, um, isn't a hijab a sign of respect? Why was it so colorful and attention grabbing? You know, it was I mean, a lot, a lot of hijabs. Can I thought be. it was just meant to be brown or black or just like not not drab or plain colors. Again, it, it changes on. I mean, it was a it was a beautiful piece of. Uh, yeah, it looked really cool. If you look at like saris and stuff like that, that um, you know, if you, if you look at the traditional wear, but those I think things that was are, more religion type thing. Saris is mainly Indian cultural type of thing. True. Yeah. So. Well, I I don't know. I I have seen that. I I think it's just a cross. It's like wearing like wearing a fancy t shirt and wearing a fancy turban. They're completely different things. <laughs> you don't know. I think I think again, this comes to the the culture that she she's got one foot in one, one foot in the other. This yeah. is her sort of bringing it together it's a sign of modesty but she's expressing herself through it and it's not being immodest by doing that if sure that I mean and, and and again with the masculinity and femininity the whole in the mosque all the men were like above and the women yeah. were behind the gates and their section was very thing. and they were just like taking photos and stuff during that like but that's just the young people with religion like usually that wouldn't be tolerated at all she wouldn't get just a slap on the wrist and it would be treated much more seriously if, if that happened in real life yeah I mean maybe Maybe not in America, in, a, really? in an American mosque. Because, again, things are westernized in America. So, you know, a lot of... I, 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 I have friends who go to church and they're saying, yeah, kids are on their phone during service and stuff True. like that. So I think, I think it's just the same. Again, you can just reflect no, it. it. And again, with Mrs. Marvel again, um, it's, it's nice at once seeing a good dad. Right. And a good mom as well. Yeah. Like, you can tell that they care about their kids. <laughs> Also, they spoke about partition, which I've never seen referenced in media. What do you mean? You know, so you know partition, right? Uh, give us a bit of a background. Uh, British India, how it got the British left, and then oh yes, and then they so India became India, Pakistan, and Bangladesh. Yes, and wars broke out. Hundreds of thousands and millions of people died. Okay, right. That's partition. When did they reference that? In the latest episode, when they were around the table with the Illuminati uh, aunties, <laughs> I love the names. It was so 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 um, funny. Yeah, uh, no, it was when uh, her brother had um, Ari. Is his name? Oh, the, his African girlfriend. Yes, yeah. uh, she was over, um, and they were discussing the family history, and they talked about that how uh, her uh, Kamala's grandmother was lost on a train. Oh, lost at a train station. Oh, yes, I remember that. Yes, and so that was the partition. Yes, because uh, they're trying to get a train out the of the great country. Divide. Yeah, um, worst Avatar episode, by the way. Yeah, um, I was also going to say um, that uh, you know Kamala's family is, I guess, is the heart of the show, and like her, they really casted them really well. Yes, and especially the parents was just so relatable, and um, yeah, just good seeing that you know she putting on like a presentation for her family to go to Avengers Con, and mm. it just and the mom's like. Exactly like an Indian or Pakistani mom, like yeah, no, no, literally. the way she speaks and and when when Bruno leaves, you're like, oh, I'll get you some food. Oh and yes, and she's like, how food. did you get it so quickly? <laughs> come, come back, tick, 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 tick. Like this, is so no, so nice. It fills my heart, and this is an example of such good diversity and representation. Exactly, and because um, not only are we seeing representation of a minority, we're seeing representation within that minority. We're seeing uh, the sort of the whole. Uh, religious span of people we're seeing her brother who is very uh, uh, devout in his religious studies and 
her dad is a bit of a rebel when it comes to religion and rules and, and stuff even like that. his brother's fiance is not what you typically imagine yeah i i when when before i saw her i wouldn't imagine she'd look like she'd yeah. be an african or something. But the thing is uh, a lot of african people are muslim yeah like my my boss is an African guy who's Muslim. Mm. There's a large uh, Muslim thing, so yeah, it kind of makes sense, you know. And even with that, I think her love interest is she related to him at the end? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that was his mom, and his mom was a auntie. Maybe we we don't know who she is yet. Okay, and yes. that's why you've seen that guy get jealous so much. <laughs> yeah, Bruno. in the car. Yeah. yeah. Which, which I yeah again I I, yeah, I I thought the cast was really good um, I do he, he everyone even, everyone is so lovable in this. yeah he likes it so much that he's willing to watch all these Indian movies and stuff with and he and he learns really sweet. he learns Urdu as well yeah which, and yeah he talked to the dad and with the the Siri Alexa type thing and he's like I did it in that language and he just spoke yes. it well oh god it's just, it's just a really wholesome show and like compared to the boys because I'm watching them both at the same time <laughs> it's a nice palate cleanser I imagine yeah. and speaking of like Obi-Wan I'm just so disillusioned it's just so boring I haven't given a crap about it yet like, I'm gonna watch it I was, when I don't have anything apparently to watch. this current week episode, like the one which just went was the best one because they showed Clone Wars flashbacks with Anakin but I watched a bit of it switch it off then watched a bit again a few days later and it was just I couldn't get through it it was just so boring yeah Star Wars is very slow and yeah. I, I, I never get into it and I think a lot of people are blinded by nostalgia when I it think comes it's because do you think it's a relate, relatability aspect? No I think Star Wars hasn't updated its uh, how do I say this it hasn't updated its storylines in ages and so when you think about the first Star Wars movie is literally the first blockbuster ever the yeah. first action movie, the first um, sci-fi movie. Uh, no, light, light sound effects. Yeah, so the first movie to really sort of bring in a three-act structure and have high-paced action. Now, when you watch that movie, it's slow as balls. Yeah. Nothing really happens. A lot of it is just establishing shots and people going, yes, da, I'm here. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Literally. It's beautiful to watch. Yeah, it's but amazing to listen it, to. Uh, when, you, when you compare it to some of the movies now, which are... Poof, 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 yeah. Back then, the the fight was... Dish, dish, yeah, because they used woof. practical swords. Yeah. Um, I think they've kept that model for the TV shows because it makes it feel like it's a part of the continuity. I think the point of Obi-Wan is we know Obi-Wan's not going to die. We know Leia's going to grow up. We, yeah. know, it's, it, we have that resolution to it. It's just to fill in a gap that nobody... Nobody asked for like even with Buzz Lightyear, nobody asked for that movie. Yeah, and again, and it just feels pointless. Like you know, with the boys, it's actually establishing new lore, new characters, was going into the future, but Obi Wan is reminiscing on the past. Yeah, it, again, this is why I'm sick of doing the between episodes three and four thing because, or between episodes uh, what do you mean? six and seven because there's like a, there's a set amount of time between there. There's so much going on. Oh. And then what happens is we hear about a character. Like, oh, let's learn more about them. You have to tie it to all of the continuity. And it's just it's just boring. It's the same yeah. backdrop. It's like watching... It's like imagine if, if um, J.K. Rowling released 17 different series based on individual characters at Hogwarts. Yeah. And, you know, but it's years one through seven again. I don't care. I, w- I want to know about different types of Hogwarts. I don't care. Actually, no. I don't care about Hogwarts anymore. Because J.K. Rowling is like the worst. That's why they said Taika Waititi's franchise is taking away from the Skywalker family. Yes, and I'm glad. And I'm yeah, glad. for sure. I think uh, as part of Obi-Wan as well, like, yeah, just the, the, the villain is a terrible villain. Yeah. The, the lady, she's just a, 
not a terrible actress, but, but it's, just, it's just so non-threatening and like that's the thing. I don't think this is a fault with her necessarily. Have you watched Boba Fett or Mandalorian? No, I haven't. Watch I'm, them. You you'll see the exact same feeling. They all have the same feel. Well, even with Giacalo G- Esposito. Uh yes, because he appears in three episodes. Mm. Uh, he was no, he was a good villain, but when you when you have a feel of the characters, a lot of the characters in Star Wars feel one dimensional and slow and just. I feel like you know, especially a good villain, especially a good female villain, has to have presence. Like you look at Stormfront and the boys; she's mm. a good villain. But she's she a terrible has... person, but a good r- good villain with understandable motives and yeah. like how she is her daughter grew up and died before her and like. It's nothing to do with like, it's just the the, the script. But the thing is, because she plays the third sister, right? Oh yes, the third sister. Again, yes. this is based on uh, an entire game and all these other stuff. But it doesn't matter. I mean, as long as they got a good character, like no, I, no, no, it does matter because it's 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 hoping that you as the person knows the stuff, so they don't have to go into why she's. But like important. Boba Fett was this random guy who had like ten minutes less than ten minutes of screen time, and everyone loved him so much, and then he became a. But the thing is, Boba Fett is not compelling in those movies at all. Yeah, but people loved him. But yeah, like, but that's because that's because um, they loved everything about Star Wars. They wanted ev- um, Star Wars has not many characters in the original. When you think about it, like named characters, barely any. You can only obsess over so much, right? You got true. Luke, you got Darth, you got Greedo. Palpatine, Greedo. You got you, you got like the main group and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, there's no one really else. But then Boba Fett was just a guy is because he was mysterious no, but what Nobody I'm trying to say is him. as well like um, it's all what the actor does with the character as well as what the script has because like Korg yeah. he's just a side dude Yeah, no relevance to the plot basically he just yeah. saved but, I mean, but, but uh, with Boba Fett specifically again 10 minutes of screen he did nothing he failed dramatically okay fine uh, uh, Matthew McConaughey Wolf of Wall Street he does mm, yeah. and just goes but, that, but, that, but that's not based on a pre-existing IP it's based on a real person what story. I'm trying to say is like I guess it's the performance of the actor that leaves an impression on the probably, audience probably but again I think it's just I don't think that people okay I think that Star Wars fans specifically expect 150% out of everything that they watch yeah because they're blinded by nostalgia and when something doesn't meet that then everything else collapses in, and no, that, that's that's true. That's and true. the people making these shows are know that this know that the fans care about them, and so they don't when they bring somebody in, they don't go. So this is who they are. This is what they do. Blah blah. Okay, you've probably played the game. You probably read that book. Have fun with it. It's just because the law is so expansive, and that and they have to bring pre-establishing characters. Yeah. It's yeah. So they're based. The third sister was she a pre-established character already before? Uh, you, in the comics. You knew about the sisters. Uh, okay. Because in in uh, Jedi Fallen Order, you battle the seventh sister, and the person you're with is actually the sister. But of the you knew sister. you knew offer. It was just a nameless title. It's the actor who determines. No, no, no. Because um, like she can be eccentric. She can have personality. She can have humanizing, relatable qualities. No, because I think the title is what makes her is what is what's meant to make her sort of threatening, right? Well, the Grand Master from Cor- it, from Thor Ragnarok. Sorry. He's just like oh, this kooky yeah. dude. But he no, he's built up on. Uh, he's um, not a celestial. He's uh, in the comics. He's an uber powerful man. Yeah, but he doesn't show his power. He's just no, he's, no, no. But the thing is, he's just so eccentric. The thing and, is. Most of the fans know how powerful he is, and so we go. You know, in reality, if 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 Thor cracked him over the skull with his hammer and he died, 
none of us would be surprised. The fact that he doesn't do that is because he is so powerful, but that's based on years of comic book lore that we're not told as people. So, again, I think with her, um, the idea of who she is is meant to precede what she does. No, of course. So, like, your reputation precedes the person. Exactly. If um, I just wish they didn't make her so, such a bad character. If it, The reason why Boba Fett works is because um, he, he's called, like, the best bounty hunter ever. He dies in 10 minutes in that movie, even though he's not dead dead. He dies in 10 minutes and everybody loved him because the idea of who he was. Well, he was the John be, Wick effect. Yeah. He, like, yeah he, oh, you don't mess with John Wick and you killed his dog. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of the thing. The idea of him is better than who he is. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I think if this if, if this came out in the um, in the 80s, obviously they wouldn't have her play her, but if this came out then, you'd have the same effect now. If Boba Fett came out now, as in the, if Boba Fett appeared for the first time Because I was time still now, setting the mold. Mm-hmm. But, oh. but now... Oh, just like how everyone loves the original 151 when one was a literal... Pokeball. Yes. And uh, it's just the nostalgia. Exactly. Oh, I, see, I see, I see. People are just blinded by nostalgia, blinded by everything that came before. Yeah, because you look at the uh, 151 Pokemon, there's tons of, not lazy examples, but like... But there is a few that you're like, oh, it's just a bird. It's Pidgeot. just a rat. Pidgeotto. Pidgey. And then they made Trubbish, and oh, he made an ice cream. He made Magnemite. That's a bloody pigeon, mate. Yeah. I mean, there's a pigeon in that one as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but like, what, what I'm saying is... She might be not greatly written, or she might not not have a lot of substance. I think she's written with the same essence of the original trilogy, and she's written with the same essence of a lot of other characters. It's kind of sad though. Like Star Wars, such an established IP, they can hire the best writers in the world, and they they just still do a dirty yeah with that, which is kind of such it, a yeah. As a black sense. woman, who is like a powerful figure, yeah, she and then they have. just let down like that. You know, she should be one of the iconic characters you mm-hmm, know mm-hmm. like my black panther <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah no you're right you're she right she should be a really good character while also representing preaching her culture see this is what happens a lot right when people uh when people sort of when minorities are represented on screen and they're not represented well people use it as a as a dog whistle to why representation sucks that's exactly it and that Harms the entire like that. I'm um, new. Uh, the new superhero team, team, the one with the internet bag. Oh, the snowflake and safe space. Yeah, yeah exactly that. Uh, uh, yeah. So, do you have any examples that you can think of about bad representation? I think that was that. Mm-hmm. The the snowflake and stuff. Correct. Yeah. Um, I mean, not correct, but I agree. Yep. Um, I don't know. Like, there, there's been quite a lot of bad representation. I think it's just me sometimes personally not liking the um. Yeah. See, and this is the thing. I think this speaks to itself when you try and think of bad representation, you know, and it's hard to no. because I think a lot of people have reactions to the Cuz I was going to talk about the pirates. I mean, I don't <laughs> the, the pirate thing. I was going to say, but that's good representation, <laughs> but it's I I I Is this is this LGBTQ? Yeah, I just can't watch that. <laughs> like I, I was watching clips and stuff of it. It's like Someone's pretty funny, but like, I mean, I I want to give it a shot. I just don't have it. That's all. I like, thought you I, watched it. No, oh. I've I've, been, I've heard so much like, about it's it. It's the greatest love story ever told. Us. <laughs> and you're like, no woman. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> Your reaction that was the funny thing. The greatest. Love, there's no women. Is this LGBTQ? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was that was actually great. Um, but no, no, I was gonna say no. But that's like understood. Well, that is good representation. Mm-hmm. But like, 
Yeah, that's different from your personal values and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to expect everybody to watch a show about gay pirates. <laughs> but like, but I'm just trying to think of like a bad because um, there's plenty of them. But I think that things certain characters. But that's the thing, right? You think there's plenty of them. Is that is that what you've come to figure out yourself, or is that what you've heard people say? No, I remember I just watching things. And I was like, oh, this is terrible. This is fake work, and this is just using culture as a. I mean, any okay. Uh, Rule number one, anything on the CW does not count, okay? Okay. Those shows are so poorly written, and it, they appeal to whoever they want to appeal okay, to. Okay, I think that that's pretty much my argument. <laughs> I, I was going to say, a good representation, maybe in the Batman, how Jim Gordon and Felina, Selena Kyle... Felina? Yeah, I was saying the Breaking Bad episode. Are you Mike Tyson? Selena. Felina Kyle? Selena Kyle. I had, they were great characters. Yeah. Well-written characters. I didn't have a problem with their race. Yeah. And I think that's what you really need to do. You don't need to have a problem with the race. As long as they're great characters and their race is just a part of them. And yeah. Uh, I mean, she, uh, Selena Kyle did bring up the race stuff when it was about, you know, the Riddler trying to get rid of people. And she's like, yeah, because these white men aren't paying. Essentially, she just says white men. Therefore, she brings up the race and alienates her and <laughs> separates her from something else. Yeah, but I mean, she's kind of right. Because, uh, <laughs> what about the brown men? <laughs> oh yeah, show me, show me one brown man in power, and I'll show you a hundred white. Was there any men. brown people in um, Batman? Like, is in brown? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Brown. Um, Asian, South Asian. There are Asian people for sure. There are brown, as in there are Latin American people. Oh, let me guess. They're the gangsters. No, um, there's one called Renee Montoya. She is a a vigilante that goes by the question. She's a detective okay, essentially, okay. Uh, but she works outside the law. But she's sometimes a police officer, and she's gay. Um, it's, uh, orphan, orphan. Uh, she is a. In the movie, I meant. In the movie, I have no, I have yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I have no clue. I have no idea. I was gonna say also, peacemaker is <laughs> good representation. Yes. And the white white supremacist representation. <laughs> yeah, sorely lacking in media today. Uh, the Ku Klux Klan. Yeah, they were only in one episode. <laughs> but I mean, the dad was in a lot of episodes. Yeah. And they were in that prison that one time. Yeah. Where that guy was like, "Oh, let's all talk about our favorite way that black yeah, people contribute to our um, culture." Yeah. I love that. But weird. also, um, the fact that Peacemaker is bisexual, and they just kind of mm. threw that in there. That's what they said about Loki as well. Yeah. I mean, Loki is bisexual in the comics. Peacemaker isn't. I think this was just okay. something that... I think Because I, I think John Cena talked about it with James Gunn. No, his dad literally insulted him for being gay. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, th- that, that was part of the show. But, like, th- they talked about it and, like, they sort of put it as a thread where... He, like, I, th- I, think, I, think, I think John Cena said something like, of course he's had sex with dudes. <laughs> like, something along that line when he, they were talking so about it. I just it. remember the quote from Creed in The Office. Like, Which one? The one is like, oh... <laughs> Who, if a man slipped in there, who am I to think like <laughs> the, the 80s were wild or something like yeah, that? Yeah, like, that's very much it. Uh, um, but yeah, so I, I think that showed pretty good representation. You think? Yeah. Um, All right, let, let's hear some of your examples. What do you think of bad representation? I, I'm interested to hear. Okay, so again, a CW. I don't think it has good representation. Sure. Um, they, again, a, a lot of the CW I think is fake work. When you look at stuff like. Um, when you look at stuff like, uh, I hate to say, I love these shows. I, okay, oh, sorry. Black Starfire. No, 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 no. That's not CW, and that's fine. I don't really care. It's not CW. No. And Black Batwoman. The, the reason why she's black is because Ruby Rose left. Yeah, series. I know that. So I they got that. somebody. So they didn't make Kate Kane black. They just made Batwoman a different person. Oh, I see. So it wasn't like she, it's not like she, all of a sudden Kate Kane's a black woman. They just made 
they just got another woman on and said, "All right, you're going to become the new Batwoman because the new legacy title." Exactly. Um, but yeah, no. So again, I'm going to get back to it. But Batwoman. I right, said, so just give us an overview of the CW we're talking about. Yeah, so CW. What when shows, I talk about the CW, shows? I'm talking about the Arrowverse. Okay. Uh, it started with Arrow, became the Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, Supergirl, uh, Batwoman. Super Supergirl was a good show. I mean, it had a good representation of Superman, but like other characters. It was good. Um, but a lot of the stuff that they said, the first couple of seasons were amazing, and it went downhill very quickly. I see. Um, they had a really good allegory where they had actual aliens in place of immigrants. So it's like the whole alien thing. They they did the allegory well. Mm. But a lot of the stuff when they were talking about feminism, right? Obviously, like I would consider myself a feminist. But when I'm watching this, I don't feel like they're, they're doing it to... Justice. Yeah, they're not doing it to educate. They're using it as a fun little one-liner over here, and a fun little oh, one-liner. This over there. suit doesn't fit on a woman, or something. Something like that. Something yeah. like something where it feels a bit derivative. What was the quote? I don't know. I don't know. It's like uh, something. It's just really, yeah. Like, yeah, but it's the kind of stuff where it feels like. I don't want to bring race into, it, but it feels like a race thing when you know. White feminism is different to feminism, right? It's it's the idea of intersectionality. You mean privileged feminism? Yeah, yeah, I think it falls in the former, um, because but they did some really wonderful stuff. One of the best things that I saw from this show in terms of okay, I don't think these shows had bad are bad representation. I think these are shows that have elements that are bad representation, but also elements that are good. So in Supergirl, one of the actresses she's trans, right? Yeah, yeah. She's a trans actress playing a trans character. First of all, good first step, because so much in Hollywood we see a man playing a woman as a trans person. And dude played a dude dressed as another dude. Yeah, and it's just it just feels a bit. It's not good. Like you know, it's kind of invalidating trans people oh, by saying. Oh, dude! I was gonna say, do you see the Pinocchio trailer? Father. No. The, do you see the fairy godmother? A bold black woman. I've not seen it. The new Pinocchio on Disney Plus with Tom Hanks as Geppetto. I'm, I'll, I'll get. I watch that. In a, I'll watch that when we're on break. Um, yeah, just a. Can you think of the original Fairy Godmother? Um, white woman, long gold, luscious hair, and then the remake they make a a bold black woman. Is it? Oh is, no! It's all different types of beauty. Oh you know? uh, yeah, I mean exactly. I want to get something in a bit if I remember, but sure. yeah. So um, again, we often see men playing trans women or something along that line. Um, <laughs> Doris from uh, Shrek. <laughs> the bar was she? Was she a trans woman? She she's just an ugly stepsister. <laughs> she just had a baritone voice. Yeah, I think so because what makes a woman ugly is masculine features. Um, but no, so yeah, so you know we had a trans woman playing a trans woman. Brilliant. Her powers, right? Um, the transformation. <laughs> no, it's uh, she's an alien, and her powers an are alien trans woman. Yes. But she looks like us. She's like oh, okay, okay, okay. She doesn't look like an alien. She looks like she's us. Human. Okay. She's like how how Clark that Kent... just distances the human aspect right out the window. <laughs> no, so. but it's it's just you know how like Superman is an alien. Mm. Same thing. You oh, don't like think that. of him as an alien. He's an alien to explain the powers, but he spent most of his time to a foreigner. <laughs> sure. Anyway, um, and so essentially, their powers are passed down from mother to daughter, mother to daughter, and she has a sister. Obviously, the sister was born a woman. And the sister is in line to get powers, and then she doesn't. But then she gets powers. So our main person, uh, the trans uh, woman, she gets powers, even though she wasn't born a woman. 
and it's kind of like there to validate her as a woman. Okay. And I'm like, I really enjoyed that, and they gave a trans woman, and they weren't, they weren't. What's the word? Like sneaky about it, or they weren't. They're just um, there. It is here. It is. You they're like, like yes, she's trans. Like they didn't bring up the fact that she was trans for about four episodes after she appeared. You know what I mean? She appeared. She came in. She wasn't brought on as the trans character or uh, the trans woman. She was brought on as here's a character. Here's a role. She's lovely. You love her, and I did love her. She's amazing. And then four episodes in, um, she was just having like a uh, DNM with. Um, Supergirl. Okay. And she's like, yeah, so um, I'm actually this and I'm trans and it just, it just said, it said offhandedly and they don't focus on the fact that she's trans. It just focuses on my problem. Exactly. And that is good representation. No, where, no, no, definitely, yeah. Where I think the, the, the part of the person is a part of the person and not the focus of the storyline. That's it. Um, They're not the token character. Exactly. Uh, another good representation, Legends of Tomorrow, uh, our main, the main woman there, she's bisexual. Okay. And she's had relationships with men and women often when someone's bisexual you see them have a relationship with just a man or just a woman um, because they don't want to show the like I don't know I'll tell you about some boy spoilers later okay the bisexuality on screen is often a little bit taboo um, with how they go about it but she's had open relationships with men and women and you know it's it yeah there's stuff going on there but also um, let's think of something else so those are good representations, right? And then sometimes when I look at things like The Flash and some of Batwoman stuff, it feels really preachy. Really, really preachy. Okay. Uh, they hired someone who's not even Latino to play someone who's Latino, and, but she, she gets across because she's a bit like darker-skinned. Uh, ethnically ambiguous. Exactly. Uh, but nothing about her says that she is. She's got white parents and stuff like that. I looked it up. I'm like, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 um, Often, yeah, I don't know. They 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 don't go about like saying anything important with what they do. It's often there to appeal to fans. Again, it's gonna be a really not important example, but in one episode they play D and D, right? Yeah. And this shows you how they care about what they're actually representing, right? They play D and D, and he rolls a dice. He rolls. Um, hold on, I'm gonna actually. I haven't actually seen it, but I saw it on the internet. Uh, the Flash plays plays D and D. Um, I saw it on the internet. Um, the Flash plays D and D. Oh God, I can't spell. Ezra Miller plays D and D. Oh no. Oh, maybe it's not here actually. Well, uh, while, while you find that, I think as well another good example is Stranger Things, like especially um Stephen Robin's friendship. Yeah, it's really wholesome. I, yeah, and. Even for the time that it exists, he's very. Um, he's like what uh, the the scene when in season three when they're just talking in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought it was very very good. So instead of showing me what I want, it shows me what I've watched before, which is uh, not good. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. but that's fine. Anyway, uh, he rolls a dice. He gets a nineteen and says, "Ooh, crit!" And <laughs> he says, "Okay, I'm gonna cast Sacred Flame." Now this is funny, because Sacred Flame doesn't require a dice roll for you. You can't crit on a Sacred Flame. Okay. And so that's a very basic thing. 
that if anybody watches Dungeons and Dragons or plays Dungeons and Dragons knows. But because Dungeons and Dragons is getting popular, they introduce it into the show that two of the characters play Dungeons and Dragons. Then as a funny little joke as a side, yeah, he's playing yeah. Dungeons and Dragons, and he's they're playing it wrong, and. Oh, so you mean like this is not the representation for the Dungeons and Dragons crowd? But 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 what I'm saying is, that's how they care about representation. They just oh. wanted to put it in there because it's just in popular. Oh, look at this cool thing which they're doing. Yes. Ah, I see. And that, that's called a that's called a what's fan service. Yes. Um, Fake fan service. This happens a lot, and it happens with representation as well. In this, yeah, stuff. even with this whole nostalgia baiting in Hollywood movies, they mm-hmm. just bring a random old character. Exactly. And like, oh, look at this guy. It's, hey, look, it's the guy. It's Bloco from that <laughs> from that little scene. He's in the background of it. Look at him. He's over there in the background. Yeah. Star Wars does that a lot. But yeah, yeah, um, definitely. In terms of other bad representation, Chewie, we're home. <laughs> uh, other bad representation. Um, the representation, obviously, that so goes... out of CW, just in yeah, traditional movies, yeah. Um, the representation that sort of exists to perpetuate stereotypes, I think that's bad representation. Like what, what, like type of films which I've watched or it's in in the popular census. I mean, uh, mm, Tarantino. Really? What the 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 podiatrist representation? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's often um, a lot of what he does. Oh, is... have you watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? No. Okay. A lot of what he does is along lines of stereotypes that we already Cause know. Because that's what... I mean, he's been doing it in, uh, like, period pieces. Yeah, but I feel like that's, like, a cheap way to get a white man to say the N-word for a bit. Yeah. He, he 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 loves it. He wanted to say... <laughs> in Reservoir Dogs, he loves saying the N-word. Mm. Um, uh, in terms of, like, woke, right? Yeah. Okay, here's a question. Do you think that wokeness, or, like, the idea of, like, work stuff is actually harming the industry or is it something that has merit that sometimes fails or is it something that you think is super successful and um i think again it's how it's done yeah uh, so but like as a, as a whole to the industry say tv and movies do you think that the i'm going to use quotations the woke agenda i think that's just pointing out the issue and and making it such a um standout thing and yeah. like it's like getting a highlighter and highlighting this issue and saying, look at us, we're doing this and this is so cool that it's being represented in our media. And it's just like, you're not normalizing it, you're just putting a highlighter on it and highlighting it. Mm-hmm. So, true, that true. You'd, you'd want to, your attention would go straight to it instead okay. of appreciating the whole book, you're just looking at this highlighted paragraph. Yeah, yeah. So that's what that's the worst about it. Mm. Yeah, I I agree. And often when they're drawing attention to it, it's because they want to draw attention to themselves. That's it. Like, uh, look look how cool we are, and uh, mm-hmm. where are where your where your representation saviors? So look at look at us adding this in our property. Now you kids can feel represented. Exactly, exactly. I'm gonna see. Does this? No. Okay, no, none of these work for that. That's fine. Okay, uh, I'm just gonna the Pinocchio trailer. Right oh now. yes, have a look at that. You'll probably see where the most replayed. <laughs> yeah. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. But she looked like very alien-esque. It looked CGI a lot. That's because she's got CGI wings. Yeah. But no, I... It just reminded me of, um, what's it called? Uh, the guy from the Camila Cabello Cinderella remake. Oh, yeah. I actually liked that movie, though. You did? I liked it. Everybody hated... Oh, comments are turned off. I wonder yeah, why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was corny, but, like, I don't know. I just like... I remember... They had good chemistry and stuff between the actors. And one of my one of my most liked TikToks, it got about, I think, 
30,000 to 10,000 likes. It's just watching a video. Uh, the app when she sings, Am I wrong? Yeah. <laughs> and it's so cringe. I'm, ju- I'm just a sucker for those throwback songs. I'm, it's so cringe. Uh, it was cringe, but it, it was it had a charm to it. And th- there's a scene. Okay, so this is it here. And it, she, she can't even sing. She goes, am I wrong? <laughs> she does that Still thing. Still better than Emma Watson singing in Beauty and the Beast. I never watched that. Yeah. Okay, so, okay, here we go. Here we go, right? So she's walking down the street, right? Yeah. Uh, commanding respect. Yeah, I'm going to add that, that song again to my playlist. That's kind of like a, a, a slapping outfit, by the way. I love that costume. Oh, yeah, I got the whole Cersei also, vibe going. watch her face. Watch her face when she drops the thing, right? This was this was cringe. It's like, <laughs> oh, what? No, that was funny. <laughs> that was pretty funny. It's just like, <laughs> it just looks so weird. Um, but yeah, and then she. Okay, I, I kind of want. I kind of want to pull it. I'm gonna pull it out so that we can all hear it okay. because I can't do it justice. No, I, I like that movie though. It was a pretty fun watch. Yeah, I it's just switch. I think those are the good like. I think what for me. Like I just love like dramas. Like action movies are just boring, you know. Like Transformers and stuff. It's just boom, boom, boom. Yeah, but Everything. I just like a good like character relationships and chemistry, and I just like watching that. Like you're not wrong. Okay, like, so what, what? What do you say? What into your feminine side? <laughs> but then again, you're saying like you know yeah. with the whole masculine and feminine thing. No, no, I agree. I love watching movies where I can feel something. And I get to feel the emotions on the Dude, screen. Dude, I could like talk about ages about Little Women, the Greta Gerwig. Uh, yeah, that that was such a good movie with what Timothy Chalamet and um, yeah. Lawrence Pugh. Okay, so I'm gonna play Sasuke something. I forgot a name, but I'm gonna I'm gonna play the bit right. It's so bad. So yeah 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 yeah. Oh. That was Am I wrong? Am That's I what she wrong? does. She does that in like what Fifth Harmony and all of those songs. So bad. Camilla Cabrera? Yeah. She Fifth Harmony? Didn't you know? What? That's why she was famous. She was the most popular member. She did a Zane and then, then she became that. Oh wow. Didn't you know that? Interesting. I did not know. I don't know much about music to be honest. Oh, that's fair enough. Um but yeah. yeah. She was the youngest member, I think. And then she just became a solo career. Bad representation, the Heathers movie. What's that? So the Heather's is a musical. Um, it's a mu- um Pardon me. It's a musical about like popular girls. It's almost like Mean Girls esque, but oh, yeah. a bit more adult. Okay. Um, and like the guy wants to blow up the school. He's like a deranged guy, and the the top girl she gets in with the Heather's, and she forgets her friends, and it's kind of like that. But the main of that Conan Gray song Heather. <laughs> I don't know which the, one it is. The really slow acoustic one. I don't know that one. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Okay, so they did make a th- a thing. So it, yeah, it's a plane. It's sort of like bleeding into those very uh, very like um, what's the word? Stereotypical. It's almost like Breakfast Club esque. Oh like those yeah, kinds like of they stero- have the jock, they have the yeah, and, but it's like it's it's kind of like American School to to eleven. Oh, and so like what comedy movie, superhero movie? Yeah, that overly satire thing. Yeah, it's almost like if Riverdale was real. I see. Uh, yeah. So they made a TV series. Okay. And essentially, essentially, um, 
in in the original, the Heathers are meant to be like the the like white girls, but but now they're played by a- anybody because it's all it, it's been detached from that. But it's I like see, yeah. they're white girls who are popular. They made it. They made a show where it turns out it was the um they made the the LGBTQ people, the popular people, it, because they weaponized their oppression and they did this and that, and it basically took the concept, scrumpled it up, threw it in a bin, and then they made a new one. Like, they, they sort of read the concept, and so it didn't work as things. They're meant to have power, right? Yeah, yeah. The Heathers are a group of three people called Heather. Three people called Heather. Yeah. So what an unconventional name, and you have three of them as your characters. <laughs> yeah, that's why they're called the Heathers. Uh, I thought they were family members. No, 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 no. They're all just in, people called Heather, and they're all um, a part of something. And yeah, they uh, such a rustic name. <laughs> just like a, a like a grandma or someone called Heather. So they made them like you know like they just uh, like auburn hair, like just with a beanie on, like. Just Heather, you know, she's like the bookworm. Sure, sure. She's in the library with the glasses on, just at the back, just reading a novel. <laughs> yeah. And like having a cup of coffee on a table and it's just raining outside. Yeah, you, actually you're right. It yeah. feels that. It has like and an auburn scarf on. And like the crackling fireplace. Yeah, like, oh, oh and that's Heather over there. Yeah. She's our local uh, bookworm. She works at the library on weekends. She'll give you more kids. information about the plot. For your movie, <laughs> yeah, no, but yeah. So they She's made the informant. They made the they made the Heather's basically, you know, these minorities that had seized power, and it basically ruined the plot. And it was uh. such like a, it was such a grab at attention kind of thing, and it just didn't work. Yeah, look at the, what's the Rotten Tomato rating for the show? Uh, Heather's, uh, it, so it's only, it's only got one season. Just, I wonder why. Yeah, uh, it's five point six out of ten for IMDb. That's reasonable. I mean, higher than I thought it'd be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's because oh, Rotten Tomatoes twenty seven percent. Okay. Yeah, it's it's just not worth what it was. Um, uh, but yeah, I think I think personally there are, I think representation and the woke agenda is ultimately a good thing in um in movies and TV because you know if you course correct a whole bunch you'll get backlash that'll bring you back to the, the center right mm. anytime you do something that goes against what people want they're gonna you're gonna get pushed back so if you get a lot <laughs> you get pushed back but what do you mean like a lot like you just as keep in, on just chucking it out there kinda, kinda and like you chuck it that there's so much that people don't have any counters it becomes a bit normalized for a bit so it just like slips through yeah okay so that's kind of my understanding is like even though it, it's hard to say that all these studios and TV things are working together as conglomerate, they're not. But you know, they're, they're shared by the same agenda and the same stuff to promote. If you unapolog- unapologetically make this content and you put it out there and it's written well and it's performed well and it's, I think that's Taiko Atiti's mission statement now. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. But like, yeah, if you put that out there, right, you're going to receive backlash no matter what. So you just put it out there, and the more you do, the more backlash you're going to re- release. But you know, if you just keep pushing the envelope a bit over this way, the backlash you get is should hopefully bring us back oh, to yeah, yeah. a way where the idea of having three black main characters is normalized. Oh, it's so funny. Like, again, thinking about the Thor trailer. Yeah. The one, the scene at the end is like, oh, why wasn't that Natalie Portman? Why wasn't that Tessa uh, Thompson? Where's the, where's the double standards? 
Wait, which one? The flick. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And then she's like, "Oh, she just just popcorn." Like yeah. just so nonchalantly, like, "Oh, who, who cares? If he, who cares if he's being humiliated? Doesn't matter. Like, I'm just gonna eat my popcorn, which is kind of wrong." Like, I, I was like, "No, that's he's your friend. You just just let but him be embarrassed." Valkyries and... never really cared about someone's personal feelings. That's true, but like, and you know. and Nellie Portman, she's it, seen it all before. It's a snark. Yeah, I mean, but, but it's like, but, but it's because he's the god, so he's dealing with the god stuff. But isn't she the god now too? No, no, she's the king. No, Natalie Portman. Valkyrie, um, Natalie Portman. Yeah, she's not god. She's she, she's she's got the power of Thor. Oh, okay, but she isn't Thor. And then they're like, oh, because women have been sexualized so much in movies, so that's why they can. I mean, yeah, kind of, yeah. kind of. Um, but yeah, like, what was I gonna say? Uh, yeah, Simps are funny. Cause <laughs> You know, there was backlash to the Batman movie because it had two black people in it. People were saying, oh, this is the woke agenda. You've got two what black people. What were the percentage pe- of complainers who were black? Exactly. I mean, yeah. yeah. It's a, a lot of it is a kind of white Not people. my America. <laughs> this ain't mass, Louisiana. Sweet home, hell. <laughs> Where's my cousin representation? <laughs> I want to see some cousin and cousin action. <laughs> Sir, this is, this, is a, this is a Pixar film. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. If I don't see no second cousin, anyway. If we could turn back time <laughs> to the good old days. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like um, yeah, there was two black people in that movie, yeah. right? Uh, Jeffrey Wright and um, Zoe Kravitz. As long as they have the energy of the character they're portraying, it doesn't matter. Yeah, but the thing is, people were saying it's work because you have got two characters that aren't historically black. Shut up! The first Catwoman was played by a black woman. It doesn't matter. She's eth- in the comics. She's ethnically ambiguous. Didn't um, Halle Berry or someone play her before who was black? Yeah, and um, in the Adam West TV show, she was played by Eartha Kitt, her black woman. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So Halle Berry, Eartha Kitt, both black people. And they're like, oh, she's the first black Catwoman. No, no, no. They're not saying that. They're just saying that they've changed the character's race. She, as long as they have the energy and the yeah. characters written well, doesn't matter. I don't think the race of a character should be so important. Anymore. Even with the with Eternals, they just had the whole race chucking thing. With yeah. the the leader of the Eternals, she wasn't meant to be a Mexican woman. Yeah, it was meant to be a man. Yeah. Uh, Even with like with the boys again, like uh, the the leader of the boys, they changed it to a woman. Uh, Stormfront was a male character before, made it to a woman. Yeah. And it didn't do a disservice. It just they just did a good character. Exactly. And. Yeah. But that's the thing. People will complain because it's not showing white people. Fun fact. I see a lot of complaints that, um, you know, they, they keep changing um, redheads to be black people. Really? I never noticed that. Little Mermaid, she's now black. Yeah, I know that. Jimmy Olsen and Supergirl. Have you heard her sing, though? The, the Little Mermaid actress? She's an amazing singer. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, so Little Mermaid, uh, Jimmy Olsen, uh, Mary Jane. Uh, this is. Uh, Titania in the new Black Adam Coincidence? It's not But I'll tell you why Redheads are overrepresented in media mm. Think about it On this earth There are as many redheads As there are trans people Right? Think about how many redheads we see in media And how many trans people we see in media Not comparable The reason why redheads are so expensive Because a lot of this A lot of the media we see now Is just adapted media from the 60s yeah, yeah, Right? Yeah, sure, sure Way back when, by way back, I mean 60 through to 90s, 60s through to, to early 90s. 2000s, redheads were, were made, uh, it was just a trope, right? Uh, you're the redhead character, you're the quirky best friend. 
or you're the with the freckles and all that yeah or you're the angry woman or you're the fiery woman or you're uh this that the other right being red, red, uh, having red hair became a trope unto itself. Yeah. And so when these movie studios, I can only imagine this is what they're going through. Obviously, I, I don't have any, like, any insider information that I'm pulling from. They they go, okay, we're gonna make uh, a new uh, uh, comic book movie. All right, let's use this IP. It's like, oh, we've got this character. He's the funny best friend. He's got red hair, uh. and it's just like, okay. How many red hair redhead actors do we have out Was there? Was it like a color shortage thing then? Like you know, I think they made the Hulk green because apparently the color they they wanted to make him purple before, but no, they, they only want, had the green paint or print or. I don't think that's it. I think it's they wanted to avoid race race stuff. He was going to oh. be gray. That's why earlier on they adapted the gray Hulk when that's he first right. came out. He wasn't gray, um, but that that's why when you see a lot of people with blue with black hair, they use blue to make it look black. So, which is why in The Simpsons, a lot of characters have blue hair. That's just because they just didn't change over. They're meant to have black oh, yeah. hair. It's like the bluey black. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you look at like old Superman comics, he's got the very like blue in his hair, but it's just yeah, because yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. so black, it's blue. I see. Same with Nightcrawler. He's meant to be black, but oh, okay. it, the blue became him, if that makes sense. Anyway, so yeah, um, these people are looking at all this stuff and they're going, all right, oh, another redhead guy. How many redhead guys do we have that are actors? Not many. Also, this character is very one-dimensional because he's a redhead, right? Yeah. You know, the redhead isn't built as the main... Is, the redhead is the character identity. So let's just get this character's name, give it this character's position in the story, give it to someone else. Um, oh, this upcoming black actor. Let's let's see what he does. Cool, let's get him on board. Right, they use these characters as an opportunity to... Hijack the redheads and replace them with black. I won't say hijack because, again, redheaded people are overrepresented in comics. In, what, 50 years, apparently there's going to be no one left with red hair. We're going to have the last person born with red hair. That's why you got to preserve their memory in media. <laughs> I mean, it is preserved. Archie comics have been going for ages. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Olsen's still got red hair in the comics. Um, but yeah, uh, that's a common thing I see, is where people think that uh, they're being discriminated against or whatever. Mm. And I'm like, well, one first of all, having red hair isn't a race. Yeah. That that's not like a racial identity is having red hair. That's just a personal characteristic. That's just someone with red hair. You know what I mean? I've never seen a brown person with naturally red hair. I have. Have you actually? Yeah, yeah. I've got red hair. Do you? Yeah, I, I, but I'm mixed though. So okay. Um, if you catch my hair in a light, you'll see that there are some red strands. Oh, cool. Um, and my beard when it grows out, it's got ginger hair in it. Interesting. Yeah, but like yeah, so I don't know. I see that a lot. Mm. I see that a lot, but um. Stop staring at my beard, man. <laughs> I, I'm just trying to. I'm trying to see how's it. You don't have any like Scottish or any heritage. I mean, yeah, my my dad's like British. Oh, cool. That's why I'm British. <laughs> I was born in England. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> um. <laughs> that's a diversity I like to see on this show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not just brown. We're redheads. <laughs> Red and brown. Um, but yeah, so I I see that happen a lot, and people complain about that. Um, I just want us to get to a point where black people, brown people, and blue people. <laughs> I hate when people do that. And terrible people and yellow people too. Yeah, no, no. When my people go, I don't care if you're brown, black, yellow, purple, or green. I'll treat you the same as anybody else. 
that is such all lives matter. That is such like a red flag in my brain because oh, yeah. the only people that say that are the people that are racist, because the fact that they just make up colors shows that they don't. They they disassociate. They just say like, you know, as someone blue and green, I, yeah. I, as absurd as black and white. Yes, yeah. exactly, exactly. It's always like a red flag in my yeah. brain. But yeah, um, I just are want you sure red. Red. <laughs> That's one of their colors using against them. One day at a time. One day at a time. It's um. It, it was a a sitcom feature. It's a. It's a sitcom about a, a Cuban family. Okay. It's probably got some of the best representation in it. Uh, I learned a lot from it. It was very good. It got cancelled after three seasons and picked up for a fourth. Um, it tackles so much like um. Uh, Racial tension, sexual orientation, gender orientation, and it's through the lens of the mother who's trying to like understand all these things about her kids and stuff like that. Brilliant representation, okay. fantastic, and it's and it's a reboot of an old show which is about a white family, and they just rebooted the show and you're like, okay, is this it new then? Um, it was 2016. It started. Okay. It finished in 2020. Okay. Um, it's on Netflix, I believe. Um. But yeah, again, wonderful is the, stuff. Is it on the high seas? It definitely will be. Okay, cool. Gonna go sailing. <laughs> um, yeah. That, I think, is some of the Whoa, best... Look at the time. That's what I'm saying. I'm gonna cut to the Would you look at the time? Would you look at that? Anyway, let's... Actually, yeah, let's cut some let's, music. Let's look at the time and cut to some music. Let's cut some, some music. Uh, we'll be back in a couple of minutes just to... Uh, to do the home run and finish all the show. Exactly. Home stretch, home baby! Stretch. Uh, this is a song sung by some people. Your voice. Your community station. You are listening to IPL Radio. So, Alex, um, are you awake or are you woken? Oh, I'm I'm woken. <laughs> so what's our, what's I'm ti- woken here. <laughs> I'm woken here. <laughs> so what's our title for this week? Uh, I think we've settled on the gun debateness. <laughs> The gun debateness. The gun debate. No, the gun debate and wokeness in media. Perfect. I think that encapsulates everything. Everything. Um, every- you know what I want to watch? Everything, everywhere at once. I do too. It's come to streaming, but not streaming. I have. Yeah. It's 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 unpaid on Amazon. I have not seen anything about it, which is apparently the best way to watch it. That's it. Apparently, it's multi- D- Doctor Strange, but done better. Yes. Correct. 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 Um. Oh, I gotta be up oh, so early tomorrow. Oh God! Um, sorry, I just saw messages from my friends saying I'm leaving at six twenty. Oh no! It's currently eight fifty-one, and I still got to drive an hour home. Anyway, um, what was I going to talk about to to cap off the episode? Oh, you wanted to talk about um a series you watched, right? Yes, it's left my brain. I was going to say the Orville. Me. You watched the Orville? Yeah, that that I talked spoke about the Orville already. Remind me, Michael. Remind me. I'm sending my thoughts your way. Decode them. Decode them. I'm doing hand gestures. Oh, no, 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 I'm no, flicking no. holy water at you. <laughs> that helps a memory, right? No. <laughs> no. Come on. Come on. I, don't I, don't know. Know. I don't know. I don't know. What was I going to talk about? What were you going to talk about? I said, hey, like, in the break, I said, hey, yeah. Michael, should should we talk about... And I was like, yes, Alex, that's a perfect topic we can talk about. That was a great thing you brought up. That's an excellent thing to recap the last 10 minutes of this episode. I'm going to cry. Um, oh, what have I watched recently? Um, actually, no, screw it. I'm starting a new topic. Do it. Ryan Trahan. Do you know who that guy? No. 
he is a YouTuber. Okay. He does a lot of these uh, challenges for himself where he goes, I need to do this, this, and this. I got to try and get from here to here. I got to do, yeah, I got to yeah. spend an, um, 24 hours in VR and stuff sure. like that, or a week in VR. And he does them. And he makes pretty interesting content because he, he doesn't cheat. He does it all himself. Uh, it's normally just That's him. Like Spy Kids, 24 hours in VR. <laughs> yeah, as in he spends his entire day in VR That's and stuff like f- that. And so he has to poop and eat and, in the real world and stuff like that. What? And he has to, everything, he wears VR Doesn't goggles. VR have the restrictions and you have to only be in that zone? Yeah, he's in his house. Oh. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so he's currently doing a um, a 30-day challenge. Okay. Well, he, he has to get from one side of America to the other side of America only using a single penny. So everything he does has to come from that penny. So he has to... And just walk <laughs> in thirty days. You reckon you can do it? Well, is he packing food and water and stuff? Yeah, but all the food and water he has to buy from that penny. But the thing is, he's trying to deliver that penny to Mr. Beast, right? Okay. So this is the fundraising event. So um, you can donate to the thing. Um, any any um, so because it's, it's a thirty day fundraiser. How is it feasible? So what, to the first episode, he trades the penny. He says, "Hey, can I buy that?" That pen off you for this penny, and someone's like, "Yeah, I don't need this pen." Then he sells that pen for a dollar, and he, he does he does like little stuff here oh, and there. Oh, and then I what see. he does is he um he gets enough money to buy water, like a twenty four pack of water or some sodas and stuff like that. And he goes down to the beach and sells them, and he gets that money re- reinvested. As long as he has a penny, and he can have whatever money he wants, as long as he has a penny, it's fine. No, as long as the money has come from that penny. Oh, so like that. Okay, that that's a lot more reasonable. But if anybody donates $50,000 to his campaign, all the money he has is gone. He has to start back at one penny again. That's interesting. So he's got to use that money for accommodation, food, and travel. Well, he brought a lot of awareness to it, so people who follow the thing, they'll just give him money and yeah, give he, him stuff. He's been... No, oh, no, no, no. He doesn't get stuff. So he put, he's got a 44-day delay. So he f- he posts updates four days after, oh, that's good. so that people don't know where he is. So he can't get he he has been um, infiltrated once by another YouTuber who gave him fifty dollars sniped. Yeah, fifty dollars on the spot. Um, so he calls it he he he. So he's doing this right. He's dedicated to this, and he's pretty smart in the way that he's doing this. And what this series has done is it's showing. What's it called? It's called uh, Thirty Day. Uh, the one penny, no, thirty day challenge. Just look up Ryan Trahan. That's his name. Mm. It's very popular on YouTube right now. It's, he's he's already amassed over a million subs in a, in the time doing this for this. Oh yeah, this guy. Yeah. Yeah. He looks like uh, the Fairbairn Films guy. <laughs> yeah, but he's such a positive guy, right? Okay. He's what he's doing. Like he's going around and he's just interacting with people, and he Dude, just everyone has over a million subscribers now. Yeah. <laughs> the verdict will be next. <laughs> <laughs> when we move on to YouTube and have the fundraiser tag on our videos. <laughs> yeah. So all the money that... Okay, so essentially, yeah, he's going across country doing all this stuff. Mm. And he's just highlighting how wonderful people are. He meets people and he talks about them. And then he does Uber deliveries and stuff like that. And he's showing all the wonderful tips he's getting from it. Mm. And like, so anything that he buys with the money that's come from that penny, he gets to keep. So uh, he's bought a hammock. He's bought an extra shirt. He's bought like toiletries and stuff like that, and he gets to keep all that. And he, he's bought a blanket as well. But, but he needs money for editing these videos. No, no. Um, his his editor and cameraman come with him, 
And oh. half of the stuff he films himself, he's just filming on his phone when he's doing Uber Eats delivery and stuff like okay. that. But sometimes when he does on-the-spot things, he's got his camera person with him, and his editor uh, is travelling with him as well. Um, and then he puts it out four days after. Um, it's such a wonderful series. Uh, my girlfriend and I, we watch it every single night. So if night. someone donates $50,000 and yeah. it's four days past the 30 days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. His plan was to raise $100,000 in um, in that time because it's uh, basically uh, $100,000 provides 1 million meals. Okay. So it's... it's, it's to where again? Uh, Feeding America. That's, oh, America. The, that's a charity. Um in one day, he managed to get 100,000 donations from one person once. Oh. That's he's got people donating massive amounts. He's trying to hit a million dollars right now. So his original goal was 100,000? Yeah. That's awesome. He's, he, I, I bet he's hit a million by now. and He's, yeah. he's just over... He's, this he's late, got, I just saw this latest video, day 20, got 4.4 million views and 22 hours released time the video. Yes. I. So it comes out at 10 o'clock, right? On the spot. I watch it and it'd be like six minutes and it's already got like 400,000... Oh, that's views nice. and I'm like jeez it is such a pleasant thing to watch sure. if if you have each each episode's about 15 to 19 minutes if you he's done like 19 of these so that's like uh, divided by 20 that's that's a fair few hours of content damn now we need to get the camcorder and go to soup kitchens and advertise the verdict at the soup kitchen the verdict for charity hashtag the verdict <laughs> for charity but I mean everything he's doing like he's 100% genuine with everything yeah. and it's just Really lovely to watch, and like, <laughs> if we reach one million Instagram followers, <laughs> we will do the same thing. Yeah, we'll travel across Australia with just a penny. Yeah, let's do it. Man, the verdict on the road would be sick. We'd just that would tra- be. We'd be on a caravan and just going to different cities and just yeah. interviewing people. If I had a week to put aside, sure. two weeks to put aside, that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this has been one of the most pleasant things I've watched in That's a while. Good. And it's kind of like, it just makes me happy to watch because he signed up for a dog walking service where people pay him to walk his dogs. And he's, he's just like, oh, I'm here with uh, Arlo and look at, look at this guy. He's just walking. Uh, and he's like such a positive guy as well. Sure, yeah. But obviously, you know, like he's not always positive because like one time he just went. Not everyone's positive. <laughs> they can be negative sometimes too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, like, like the, there's a moment where he's like, you know, I was having actually like a really struggling with this and this has made it all that much better. And he talks about how every morning getting an iced coffee from McDonald's makes him feel good. Do you think sometimes the attention factor is enough for rewarders itself? Like, if you do I this so. without being filmed at all, that would be more admirable. Well, no, because... I mean, because he's raising money through public um, donations and yeah. stuff. So he has to prove it and... Yeah. Show things, but like, but he's putting himself through hardship to do it. He's yeah, yeah. he's he literally sleeps in the street. Yeah, he just sets up a hammock between two trees and he sleeps there. Um, he has to buy a bike every city he goes to, and hopefully try and sell it before he leaves. Like it isn't like he's he isn't like one of those people where he goes over and he gives money to a homeless person. He looks at the camera, and gives a thumbs yeah. up, and, and walks then takes off. it back when the camera's done. Yeah, he's being hundred percent genuine with it, and he he isn't like profiting off off other people's sadness. He's and a then profiting. Three months from now, you find out he had this allegation and he gets cancelled. <laughs> oh, if he does, I'll be sad. That's what happens to David Dobrik. Yeah. Well, no. If he got cancelled, thanks to Big Nick. If he, thanks it, for the whistleblower. If he got cancelled, then he wouldn't have a platform. But he has a platform. Nobody ever has been cancelled. Nobody's been cancelled mm. ever. And that I stand by that. Anyway, any last thoughts, Michael, before the recording cuts us off? Um. No, I was gonna say free R. Kelly. Oh, no, that's not our last thought. Uh, Stay happy, stay vibing. We'll see you next week.